Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Howdy everybody! Uh, my name is Fro, and this is another Digital Citizen, episode 224. Howdy, Luke. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. You want me to do this podcast in this very bad American accent? <laughs> it's like a Texas, like, down south kind of thing <laughs> happening. I don't know. I'm very bad at American accent. I'm, I'm very bad at... I'm very good at Elmo. Have I ever done Elmo to you? I don't think so. Okay. I have this very good Elmo voice okay. for some fucking strange reason. Okay, are you ready to meet Elmo? Oh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, Luke. <laughs> it's really like this. <laughs> Hi, my name is Elmo. <laughs> that is pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. I've, I've never Thank heard you. you do that before until just now. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do Elmo. <laughs> it's very like this. I feel very like high in my voice. <laughs> and the laugh. <laughs> Elmo wants a cookie. Okay. Yeah, so that's one of the weird things I know how to do. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any hidden talents? You haven't, do you do an impression of anybody that I don't know of? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, really, no. You do an impression of a very bad American. <laughs> oh, see what I did there? Oh, me so funny. Me so funny. I don't even do that good. Like I, I don't, I didn't, don't do Yoda. I don't do any other voices. I do Elmo, and that's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do. I, I'm not great at doing things like off the cuff. Like if it just comes out of my mouth, it comes out. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, for people that don't know you as well as I do, I, I will say that you're extremely funny. I, I find you. <laughs> I find you fucking hilarious. Uh, you're you're one of the most clever, funny people I know of. You, well, you, thank you. I guess. Yeah, you you're more than welcome. Welcome to me kissing Luke's ass, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask what you want. I know what everybody thinks is hilarious on this show, and it's you singing, apparently, because people loved the end of last episode when you uh, oh, no. when you sang Baby Shark. Everybody went crazy for that, so. <laughs> oh, don't remind me of that stupid song. That stupid song. That stupid song. Yeah, I hate that uh, song. Anyway, talking about the strange Norwegian things, let's talk about uh, uh, me being right for once. Uh, I said at the end of the podcast that I think we will talk about 
the Norwegian government splitting up, and I was very right. Norwegian uh, populist party quits coalition over ISIS bride. Uh, Progression party uh, quits over moving, bringing home human and uh, a human. <laughs> yeah, I hope she's human. A yeah, woman rock, was yeah. well. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> they, they quit over a dog. <laughs> <laughs> a, a woman from Syria suspected of being in ISIS, uh, Norway anti-immigration uh, process party, progress party has resigned from ruling coalition or cabinet decision to, uh, how do you say that word? Oh, I don't even know. I've lost your spot, but uh, the decision to... Uh, yeah keep a woman suspected of being in Islamic State from Syria? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yes. So, uh, uh, one of her young uh, children could uh, receive medical treatment. Departure of the populist right-wing party means that the Prime Minister, Arnold Solberg, no longer have parliamentary majority, but she said she would stay on the head of the minority government with her two remaining coalition partners. This is very, very, very uh, bad news for uh, the Norwegian government. I'm not so sad. I don't think Trun is very sad. I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that didn't vote for this party are especially sad, but uh, it's a very strange situation we are in now because we have a party that went out of government that more or less are dictating <laughs> what uh, our government can do and say and uh, uh, yeah, more more or less control them with an iron fist without being inside the government. It's kind of weird. It says the cabinet decided last week to help the woman who left Norway in 2013 and married twice in Syria uh, travel home from Kurdish-controlled detention camp in Syria with her son and three-year-old daughter. She was arrested and returned on Saturday on suspicions of being member ISIS. Decisions mm. on whether to allow women to, oh, with links to ISIS to return from Syria has caused controversy across Europe. Uh, the government had originally wanted to keep just the sick child, but could not separate uh, him from his mother. Our dilemma was, therefore, whether to bring home the child with his, with his mother or risk a sick five-year-old dying. That is mm-hmm. kind of a tough situation to be in. Uh, but yeah, it, it, this is... It's sad for the, the people... Uh, the woman and the child, I mean, uh, mostly the children, I guess. But it's not really sad that uh, this right-wing group party is now out of power. So it's good and bad at the same time, kind of, isn't it? Yeah, but what is kind of strange with it is that the right-wing party that is out of the government uh, still uh, has power of it without being inside the government. Because they, if they don't agree with what the government said, they can't rely on on the right wing party anymore. Do you understand what I mean? I mean, like they, uh, uh, they, they, 
<laughs> they they more or less have to do what what uh, what they um, uh, the government said. Uh, we have somebody in the group. I say see here that kind of agrees with me. Yeah, Matt, you want to Matt, read that? Uh, out? Yeah, what you want me to read it or do you want to read it? I yeah, can read it. No, come on. Okay. Uh, Magna says, I hope this is something you guys will cover, and it is something we're covering. Uh, mm -hmm. Here are my thoughts. I did not vote FRP. I voted KRF. What's I know, What's KRF? The, Christ, uh, the Christian okay. rights. Uh, uh, yeah. I regret that vote now. If there was a vote tomorrow, I would vote uh, Green or Labor Party. I, and, oh, I have never, ever seen a government in Norwegian history that has flip-flopped so much as this, and I blame 70% on FRP and 30% on the unstable leadership of Arna Solmberg. Uh, this case mm -hmm. is just stupid. FRP has clearly said, oh, don't, uh, we don't want this woman back. If you do this, it will, will be without me. Then they do it anyway, and people are shocked that FRP don't want, don't want this. Hello? Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I hope this will turn into a better Norway because now it seems like we have a government that has to play with FRP without them in the government. That will not work right. in the long the long time. I think it means the long run. I don't know what Tron thinks about this, but I am I wrong in saying that the government steered by FRP and FRP only and they are now out. Yeah, like like I said yeah, they are stared with them without having them in 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 the government. I could not agree with you more among a, it's definitely what what's, what is going on. And it's 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 very weird to be now in Norway it would because the government that's ruling doesn't have the seats in the parliament to do any laws, uh, do any, uh, like they can't even uh, uh, do anything to do with money without having uh, uh, a vote or help from uh, the populist right party. And that's, that's the problem. There, there's no government that, that can be like that for a long time because they have to always have to like uh, think oh i hope they will uh, help us well one day they won't because now they are out of government they are more they are more interested in their own cases it says so, uh, she needs to fill seven cabinet posts uh right uh I, is that what you're talking about as far as like uh her moving forward with the what what the Christian party or whatever it is? Those yeah, are the, cabinet the Christian posts party. There. Yeah, and the and the left party are the two parties that are uh, are with her, right, and okay. she's a member of the right party. So there's three parties in the government right now, but they don't all tr those three together don't have enough seats to uh, do anything without asking other parties to help them. Uh, with, for example, uh, money issues or uh, 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 new laws or anything that uh, needs to be voted for in the parliament 
needs to have a majority, and they don't have right. the majority without the right-wing party. But it does say here, Norway's government since the 1970s have ruled with a minority, and under its constitution, the next election can't be held until September 21st. So, uh, right. yeah, you can't even have an election till September... Oh, September 2021. That's what it says. Right. So, right. yeah. More, pretty much if, a full if, year or two years away. Yes, if if the prime minister doesn't go off, like she says, I can't do anything. I can't do this anymore. Oh, if she doesn't then resign, the, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Right. Which I can't imagine she's uh, going she, to, but I guess it could happen. No. No. But it, it, it is so weird. Like the, right, right now, I feel like we're, we're we're kind of in a Brexit situation where we we have a, a, a party that nobody likes that has gone out of the parliament, and everybody is super happy about it. But they don't think about the long term consequences of it. It leads to more unstabilized Norway, in my eyes, at least. Hmm. So, that's that's to my 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 my. my right. I'm not informed about enough about Norwegian politics to make a judgment on that. So I'll I'll go with you. Anyway, let's talk about someone uh, else that is making a lot of trouble in the neighborhood. And uh, no, I'm not talking about <laughs> Will Smith. I'm talking about Bernie Sanders. Yes, big troublemaker Bernie Sanders. Mm. Wow. Uh, we talked, you know, we covered the debate last week, um, and this week, maybe Sunday, people started reposting <laughs> our debate uh, coverage, for, not last not last week, but the, you know, debate special we did, people started reposting that right. this week for some reason. I don't know why. Right. I guess it's because we the stuff we talked about, especially the Obama stuff and the Warren stuff we talked about then, it's you know it was kind of prophetic in a way. We were saying things that then right. this week all of a sudden became came true. So if people want to go back and listen to that, uh, I don't I don't know why you would, but go ahead and li listen to that again. Uh, <laughs> we're talking new listeners. <laughs> we talked about the Warren uh, Bernie situation last week. Uh, we're yeah. really not going to talk too much about it. A little bit we'll cover it, but uh, it, you know, that whole thing came and went, and then a million other things to talk about when it comes to Bernie Sanders. So we're going to talk about those. Uh, I guess we'll start with the New York Times. Uh, New York Times editorial board uh, names Amy Klobuchar and Warren as their pick <laughs> for presidential n nomination yeah why i am okay i understand 50 percent of that yeah. i can understand warren but what the fuck is with klobuchar uh hashtag i endorse bernie uh, i endorse bernie trends on twitter as uh supporters slam the new york times editorial board for snubbing sanders uh while bernie sanders might have uh Democrats across the country feeling the burn. Uh, the candidate received a clear cold shoulder from the New York Times. Uh, breaking with tradition, the Times editorial board chose two two candidates for the Democratic presidential nomination. 
like we said, Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren. Uh, explaining the decision, the, the board said Democrats would have to decide between two potential paths, both were worthy of consideration, a more moderate approach uh, like Klobuchar or the more progressive path uh, like Warren. But I'm sorry, I, I, I hate to intervene with you, but what the fuck is modern about uh, Klobuchar? Uh, moderate, but uh, meaning middle of the road, not modern. In, oh, mo- oh. Right. Uh, well, she's definitely mod- middle of the uh, road, boring. Oh. Like If you want a mayonnaise sandwich on white bread, then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, what, any progressive part, path on the, under Warren, is she, I, I'm, I'm, I, here's my question, though, is she progressive anymore, or is she pretending, because it feels more and more like she's pretending. I think she's pretending. I mean, I think it was proven yeah. after the whole, the. Uh, her her health care plan, which she called Medicare for All, and then it came out, like the actual plan came out, and people went, this isn't Medicare for All, it's a public option, and it's not even a public option, it's, uh, hey, maybe at the very end of my presidency, in the last year, I might do something about it. And people went, wow, that's mm-hmm. not what, what you said it was going to be, and people realized that she wasn't being truthful then, and... It definitely all this divisiveness, her dirty politics she's been playing, and I don't I, not her, but her campaign uh, has been playing. Uh, it, it's not good for her. I, even in the polls, just today it, she's way down in the polls. Uh, Sanders is up in the polls after being attacked by all, all of this. He's actually number one in the national poll. He was uh, two points above Joe Biden. So. He's surging right now, like we've been saying. Uh, it says here, uh, the Times did not just endorse Warren as the superior progressive candidate, but also eviscerated Sanders' own rep- uh, oh, reputation in the process, describing his once radical ideas now mainstream while admonishing his pr- approach to politics as rigid and divisive. <coughs> Fucking hell. <sighs> I'm right. And so this, and then, uh, this is where hashtag I endorse Bernie, uh, went uh, crazy big on Twitter. Uh, and people, you know, no matter what, uh, you do pro Bernie, people say it's, you know, dirty, it's dirty politics. You can't say anything about anybody anymore. Uh, pro-Bernie without being called uh, a sexist or a misogynist or a Bernie bro or whatever else, so. Yeah, but uh, it didn't stop there, did it? Because it came out one uh, news article, no, 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 two news articles, no, 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 three news articles, no, 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 four news articles, no, no, no. Five uh, articles uh, that we cover are going to cover now, and there are many, 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 many more. Anti Bernie, 
So filled with lies, disgusting fucking lies. Right, we'll just go through. These are like just some of the one, the worst ones I found because there were plenty of anti-Bernie stories. It was like the media, especially print media, was and online, and you know I didn't really watch CNN or MSNBC, but I'm sure they were covering all this stuff like it was real. Uh, just I've never. It's it was crazy to see after last week. You know, say uh, before everything that happened with Warren as far as, like, the de the debate and everything, uh, there wasn't, like, there was kind of a blackout of Bernie, there was no coverage of him, you know, uh, maybe two months ago, and this week, it was mm. like, boom, it was like a flood of <laughs> anti-Bernie stuff, and it happens to coincide right as we're going into the primary, right after everything kind of failed, as far as them trying mm. to, trying to... Well, get Bernie with the with the whole Elizabeth Warren thing. I think they were counting on that working uh, and making Bernie look bad, and it really backfired on them. Uh, what I didn't realize is last weekend was the Women's March here in America, Fro, on Saturday. Right. I think the whole plan was have the Elizabeth Warren thing work, and we can take that into the Women's March and have people do speeches about how terrible Bernie Sanders is because he hates women. I, and that didn't happen because everything backfired on them. Uh, and so then they went full uh, attack mode. And here's some of the stories. I think this is the worst one uh, from NBC. Trump's MAGA supporters and Twitter Bernie bros have this ugly tactic in common, is the name of the article. Uh, this is probably the mm -hmm. worst, one of the worst ones out there. Uh this hyper-vocal faction of Sanders supporter supporters clo uh, oh, of Sanders supporters known as Bernie Bros never went away after the 2016 uh, presidential election. In my experience, these bros are almost overwhelmingly white men, and they share like Trump's ardent supporters a desire to put me in my place. In quotes. So this mm. is all about how. Trump's supporters and Bernie supporters are exactly the same. Are racist. Yeah, and racist. And sexist. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of sexist, uh, the fact that uh, it really whitewashes, it's, what it does is, if there is somebody out there who is, I don't know, Native American woman who wants to support Bernie Sanders, Right. This article mm -hmm. is just saying, you're not a real person, you don't exist. The only people that support Bernie Sanders are white males, right? And it's like, that's incredibly mm -hmm. rude to somebody who uh, is actually a Bernie supporter who's in any other category of people, right? It's this weird uh, way of like saying, oh, these are the only people that like Bernie, nobody else likes Bernie. Then uh, why comes out with a... Why is Elizabeth Warren's social media flooded with snake emojis? Remember the dust up between Taylor Swift and Kanye West and Kim Kardashian West? Well, it's like that. But politics. Right. So mm -hmm. there's they're they're comparing uh, what happened on social media. They're saying that uh, Bernie supporters or people who were supporting Bernie are just like people who were attacking. 
uh, Katy Perry over the whole Kanye West thing, um, which I don't, or no, Taylor Swift, right. Which I don't remember right. the whole, that whole situation. W was that the thing out of the, um, the Grammys? Uh, yeah, when Kanye West came out and right. like said, yeah, Beyonce had the best video. Of right. The... Okay. Now I remember. Right. So they're comparing these things and saying that, uh, you, Bernie's people are, uh, what's a good word for it? Divisive, like they say, and, uh, mean spirited because they're leaving snake emojis in Twitter's, uh, or in Elizabeth Warren's Twitter's Twitter feed. We got another one from Politico where Biden charges Sanders camp doctored video to attack him. Uh, Bernie Sanders actually came out uh, and s with a, an, a uh, what do you call it, a little ad basically uh, driving this point home. People can go look that up probably on the Bernie Sanders YouTube page. Uh, Joe Biden accused Bernie Sanders campaign Saturday of doctoring a video to attack him on social over Social Security, uh, the video in question of, of Biden's 2018 remarks to the Brookings Institute was not doctored by Sanders, who campaigned this month stepped up criticism of Biden's record on Social Security. Uh, but Politi PolitiFact looked at this and said uh, that it had been doctored, but there is no evidence that the campaign altered any video. <laughs> so what <laughs> PolitiFact is really good you should trust them uh, so yeah that was Biden's attempt to attack Bernie let's see I guess we're is that the fourth story yeah yeah uh, uh, no yeah, then we have Yahoo News. Okay, you do that one. Uh, it's from the New York Times. How Trump is spreading conspiracy theories about Pelosi, Biden, and Sanders. <laughs> Saying that that uh, uh, the idea of Twitter and how 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 Twitter is helping helping. Uh, oh no, this is this is a different one. This is a. The, uh, how Trump is spreading uh, conspiracy theories. Right. Okay, so this is the one where uh, Trump said in a tweet Friday, they are rigging the election against Bernie Sanders just like they did the last time, only it's even more right. obvious. Uh, Trump tweeted Friday claiming the Senate trial was designed to keep Sanders, the Vermont senator, grounded in Washington instead of being able to campaign in Des Moines, Iowa, ahead of the February 3rd caucus. This is an idea that caught fire on Twitter and became uh, a grist for Trump demonstrate, demonstrates how the same echo chamber of right-wing media that boosted him in 2016 is exerting its power again just before the first primary votes are cast in 2020, saying the Bernie bros are just like Trump supporters who were behind Trump in 2016. This is again saying... Trump supporters and Bernie supporters are the same. They're they're just sexist, racist, evil people. Uh, a lot of that. But this is also interesting. This article because there's they're suggesting. I mean, it's been out there for a while. But the idea 
that the impeachment trial, remember how Nancy Pelosi held on to the, uh, right. held on to the articles of impeachment for weeks. And we were like, why is this, why is this happening? I think even at the time I said, there's not, there's no deal they're going to make. That's going to make this trial, uh, fair in Nancy Pelosi's mind. So why is she holding on to these articles of impeachment? Now the idea from people, and you can call it a conspiracy theory if you want, is that she held on to them up till the, up until this point so that uh, specifically Bernie, but also Warren and Klobuchar would be pulled off of the trail because they have to be six days a week in Washington. They can't go out and... Uh, right. You know, out on the campaign trail, that just leaves Joe Biden basically by himself. So they can fish Biden now. Right. I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think that's possible or is it ridiculous? Of course it's fucking possible with everything that's going on. Then Los Angeles Times comes with an op-ed, Elizabeth Warren brushed off Bernie Sanders and taught a masterclass in handling sexism because Bernie Sanders called Elizabeth Warren a liar because he's sexist, Luke. Not because she lied about him, but because she's uh, uh, sexist. He's sexist. And I should turn my cell phone off. You probably should turn your cell phone off. It says, uh... Yeah. Uh, you can, uh, watching Tuesday night's uh, debate in slow-mo, you can see Sanders, who notori who's notoriously irritable and suffers from cardiac issues. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, was riled by whatever Warren said and by her refusal to by her refusal to be touched. He shook a finger at her, then again, and he seemed he seemed intent on freeing her right hand to grab it. We all know this stock male move. Come on, baby, give me a hug. We're still friends. Oh my god. Ugh. It's so ridiculous. And on the top of this, we put a little, like, whipped cream. We put a little sherry on top. Because guess what? After, after all that, Hillary come, uh, Clinton walks back and, and uh, said she's not committing to uh, uh, help him as a nominee. Well, she, Nobody likes him. She, Nobody wants to work with him. It's just below the 2016 Democratic uh, presidency nominees. Right. This article has been updated since yesterday, Fro. That's why you're a little confused by the title. Because, okay, we'll get into this. Uh, she said in an interview, uh, he was in Congress for years, Clinton said. Uh, he... It, had one senator support him, support him, nobody likes him, nobody wants to work with him, he gets nothing done, he was a career politician, it's all just baloney, and I feel so bad for people who got sucked into it, she said. Uh, mm -hmm. she, she, she said she would not commit to endorsing Bernie Sanders, who backed her as the Democratic nominee in the 2016 primaries, if he becomes the Democratic nominee. Uh, when asked, she says, I'm not going there, I'm not going to go there yet. We're still in a very vigorous primary season. Uh, right. Uh, but then she walked back those comments on Tuesday. Uh, well, did she? Yeah, she did. She walked back the scathing comments in which she would not commit to Senator Bernie Sanders. Uh, on Tuesday evening, she tweeted, I thought everyone wanted my authentic, unvarnished views. 
but to be right. serious, the number one priority for our country and the world is retiring Trump. And as I always have, I will do whatever I can to support our nominee. Right. But that's not really saying that and what it, she said is, is she's not going back on what she said. It really? doesn't say anything about Sanders in it. She doesn't directly address right. Sanders at all. Uh, and it says, right. I will do whatever I can to support our nominee. When she says right. our, is she talking about the Democratic Party or is she talking about Clinton world? You know what I mean? Is she talking <laughs> about Obama world? Like our nominee, like the one that we picked, not like the one that we uh, wanted you to pick or, or the one you wanted us to pick. Right. I, I don't know what she's... It, it definitely... She's not saying outright, even though this article is saying she said outright. She's not saying outright that uh, she would back Bernie Sanders if he became the nominee, which I think is ridiculous because the whole thing about... or Their negative attack on Bernie, a lot of it has to do with... He was divisive in 2016. He didn't support... Uh, Hillary Clinton enough, and that, and that's why she didn't beat Donald Trump. Of course, he did right. almost 50 rallies for her uh, after she won the nomination, so that's complete bullshit. But she, they also talk, oh, there has to be unity, we have to, if whoever becomes the nominee, everybody has to get behind them, and then Hillary Clinton comes out and says, uh, if Ber they ask her if Bernie becomes the nominee, will you support him? And she, she doesn't automatically just say i will support whoever becomes the nominee she doesn't that that's what she should say if she's actually for unity quote unquote as they say right she should be like oh yeah i'll be ba i'll back any democrat who uh, wins the nomination but no she didn't say that before we started recording uh, this week i i told luke that i think that our uh, title of the show should be Vote Bernie 2020. And the reason why I wanted that is all of this. This is something I feel very compassionate about. I feel uh, that one of the biggest elections in US history is going on right now. I didn't think it was uh as bad as it was in 2016 i thought that uh he would probably become uh, a bad president but he wouldn't become a harmful president Who? i thought trump? he was a uh, uh, trump yeah right you never said i that. didn't think he and i didn't I, I i i thought he was more or less harm harmless because of being a reality person and 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 things that he said on the campaign was I thought in my mind was uh, uh, things to get the media to talk about him and that's that's uh, what I think one uh, one uh, uh, Trump the uh, election was that he was going against the establishment of of uh, uh, Clinton, the Hillary Clinton establishment, and also the Democratic uh, establishment. And I feel m more now than I have ever felt a hope for America. I feel a hope for America laying on the shoulders of Bernie Sanders. 
And I, when I'm saying that, I mean that I actually think that he is the only person, and let me say that with very, 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 very two lines under everything. I think he's the only person to get America out of the situation you are, uh, you are in right now. If you want a peaceful resolution with Iran, if you want to support climate, if you want to actually do something in the world that will be better for the entire world with health care plans, uh, maybe he's a socialist, but really think about this. There's other things about him that uh, you should think about, even if you're against socialism. His point everything else maybe maybe or all you you hear out there is Bernie bros and all this negative attention it is keeping people in mind of not voting for Bernie Sanders and yes we are two white dudes we are uh, super Caucasians both me and Luke are Bernie bros by the definition of right. Bernie bros but the dumb, and, and, I mean, and we have said, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, and we have said many times before that. Uh, and we we said it like a little, a little like loosely. Another digital citizen uh, endorse uh, Bernie Sanders, but we actually do, and there's a point behind it. It's a point to change a country that I actually love. There's a, a point to it. To, to change a system that I want to be changed. There's something behind it. And we need somebody to do something fucking about it before it's too fucking late. And I only see Bernie Sanders as not the savior. He's not the savior. He's not going to do all of the things that uh, he even promised you know, in the four years. But it's a big fucking step in the right Direction. Right. Uh, yes. I, there's actually an article out right now from a guy named Peter Dow, who actually worked for the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. Uh, the article is called I Work for Hillary Clinton. Her attacks on Bernie Sanders are a big mistake. Uh, it says the myth of Sanders supporters are predominantly raging young white bros whose driving purpose is to viciously troll and harass his advisors, took hold during the 2016 election and has been pushed relentlessly by 2020 detractors. We know because although we avoided using uh, the diver divisive term, we still brought, uh, bought into the narrative in 2016. We did so as outspoken advocates for Clinton, uh, meaning he, him and, and his wife, uh, Peter, who advised during the first president, uh, Peter advised for her during her first presidential run. Uh, in the intervening years, we have very publicly reconsidered a single-minded intensity of Clinton Clinton's advocacy and apologized for divisions between Clinton and Sanders voters. Here's the irony: as we begin to embrace the "not me, us" and express support for Sanders, uh, uh a bunch of Sanders haters began trolling and harassing us with the same ven venom they attributed to so-called Bernie bros. They impunge mm -hmm. uh, our motives and our character, called us traitors and sellouts, and mobbed our Twitter threads. It was 
disconcerting an awakening to the hypocrisy of those who slam Sanders supporters as a bunch of young, sexist white males, then enraged in identical behavior to those they had criticized. And this is a guy who worked on the Hillary Clinton campaign and is now a Bernie Sanders supporter. He's being attacked by Hillary people the same way they're claiming uh, they're being attacked by Bernie bros. Uh, and he's saying, the lesson is unmistakable here. The, there are angry and obnoxious supporters of all candidates. There you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but but it's it's so important for me to get across that we are not Bernie Sanders supporters because we are sexist uh, libtards that can't I've, think of for ourselves. I voted for Jill Stein. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is again something you're right. you're sexist because you didn't vote for Hillary. I voted for Jill Stein. How <laughs> am I sexist? Right. Yeah, no, I know. But it's so important for 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 me that that I feel like we're we're getting closer and closer, and I I really, really, really think, and I really hope the polls are fucking right this time. That they didn't screw up as they did in that fucking 2016 election. I think I hope the, Bernie uh, has to really win because they're going to try to cheat him again. Like, so he has. To, we, yeah. we have to like really keep fighting, and I think all this, these negative attacks on him are going to backfire and are going to work in his favor. Don't you think? I I hope so. Yeah, I really, really, really fucking hope so. And there's there's nothing that enrages me and gets me more fueled up to support Bernie Sanders than this. This is why I wanted uh, the uh, uh, the title of the show to be "Vote Bernie Sanders 2020" to give a big middle finger to the the fuckers that wrote those uh, incredibly insulting fucking uh things well it's about i mean the thing that we should really point out here is it's clear that there's a machine anti-bernie machine that was just flipped on after or right. you know right before yep. this debate uh it it yep. wasn't a thing before that and then somebody went oh my gosh he's starting yep. to poll really well he's getting tons right. of money we need to turn on the anti-bernie sanders machine and all these news yep. places and all these politicians and all these people started coming out of the woodwork against Bernie Sanders, uh, including Hillary Clinton. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, hi, uh, Hawaii Congressman Tulsi Gabbard on Wednesday su uh, sued former Secretary of State and Democratic <laughs> presidential nominee Hillary Clinton for defamation uh, for calling her a Russian asset. The lawsuit filed Wednesday in the U.S. court in Manhattan alleges Clinton's suggestion that she is favored by the Russians uh, for retribution for Gabbard backing Clinton's rival Bernie Sanders in 2016. So that's what she, this is in the lawsuit. She's saying in the lawsuit that Clinton is attacking her for her backing Bernie. Uh, Gabbard yep. claims to have suffered actual damages of at least $50 million because of Clinton's charge. There you go. Good for her. Good for fucking her. Standing up to that. Sorry, sorry, my language. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to beep <clears throat> that one, but that's fine. I'm yep. running down time code right now. 
second time I made you beep something on the podcast. <laughs> a startup company uh, took millions of oh, billions uh, of photos from Facebook and other social media websites to create a facial recognition database, and hundreds of law enforcement agencies are using it. Yeah. This is extremely smart. If I was a company, I would do the same thing. But is it legal, I guess, is the right. question. <laughs> Probably not. A facial recognition startup is being used by hundreds of law enforcement agencies in the U.S. to solve crimes, but little is known about the software, particularly among law, the law enforcement community. So that's good. Uh, the, the software Clear a, uh, Clearview AI is a collaboration between Hometown That, an Australian native who moved to the U.S. in 2007, and Richard Schwartz, a former aide to Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Hmm, good. Mm. Mm -hmm. The two first crossed paths at the Manhattan Institute, a conservative <laughs> think tank. Uh, right, the, when users upload a photo to the application, which has been used by more than 600 law enforcement agencies, Clearview AI scans for matches across its catalogs of billions of photos it's scraped from social media websites, typically in violation of those sites' terms of services. This is what I was just saying. Is this legal? Uh, it then shows the results to whoever made the search. Right. So it's just like a... It's a AI that just scans faces of all these social media pages and the pictures and then checks it against a picture they have for a suspect. But, like it says, this is in violation of the terms of service of most of these websites. Of course it is. But, of course... And they, but... but how te how can they prove that they did it? Can they go back and say, "Hey, you found this picture on Facebook," or is is the company saying we took it for, from Facebook? Because th that's two different things. Is the company saying it? Yeah. Uh, or are people saying it? Agency reported. Agencies reportedly have little information about the origin of Clearwater AI, which they likely, which likely violated, uh, I'm not really sure. It seems like the New York Times did an investigation into this, and they're saying it. So it's that's where it's coming out of. Facebook is also uh -huh. doing an investigation, it says. In a statement, Facebook spokesman told Business Insider the company was investigating Clearview AI following the report. Uh, scraping Facebook information or adding it to the to a directory are prohibited by our policies. So we are reviewing the claim about this company and we'll take appropriate action if we find out that they they are violating our rules. So I don't think we really know a hundred percent, but there's it's still being investigated. Hmm. Did do you think they maybe downloaded some UFO pictures as well? I, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, because the Navy, Navy cryptically say they have top-secret UFO briefings that would cause exponentially grave damage to U.S. national security if published. What the literal fuck is going on? Uh, the Navy said it had top-secret information about UFOs that could cause e exceptional grave damage to national security of the United States. The Navy representative responded, excuse me, uh, to a Freedom of Information Act request by a researcher 
by saying the Navy had discovered certain briefing slides that are classified top secret. But the representative of the Navy intelligence of Navy intelligence said the original classification authority has determined that the release of these materials would cause exponential Oh, exponentially grave damages, right, like I just said. The person also said the Navy had at least one related video classified as secret. Uh, Vice said it independently verified the response. Wow. So, so what they, do they have? We don't know. <laughs> now I'm really curious. What the fuck are they having? You said bitch. What are their pictures of? Yeah. What it, do you think it is? Or I think it's probably video, or maybe it's pictures. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Black mm. Vault, uh, which we like that website. Uh, mm. A spokeswoman for the Pentagon told the Black Vault a civilian-run archive of government documents that the videos were never officially released to the general public by the DOD and should uh, be withheld. Right, this is the... Remember the video uh, with the Tic Tac that yes. got released and then we found out that they released it on accident, they gave it out to the guy on accident right. and they wanted it back? Uh, right, That that's what they're talking about there. Hmm. Which... I think I think it's probably I don't think it's UFOs. I think it's probably testing of air airplanes uh, because the Navy has a lot of uh, uh, top secret hangers, right? Yeah, hangers on on, on uh, for testing. So I think it's probably that. If I had to, if I had to guess, well, they are saying. The, well, the, inf the Freedom of Information Act request was for things that were related to UFOs. So I would think that mm. that would be... But it could be, like... It could be other countries' secret aircraft that they were taking pictures of. That would, I would think, would be mm -hmm. more of an ex explanation. Because that would be in the files with UFOs if they didn't know what the aircraft was. Right? You know what I mean? Right. So people loved that I sang on the last episode. I I have to give them more, of course, because everybody wants more. Do you remember the song "Jesus Take the Wheels"? Is that a song? I knew it was a saying. Jesus take the wheel. I didn't know. Jesus it was take the wheels. Take it from my hand. I can give you anything. It's a, a Carrie Underwood. Oh really? I was going to say it sounds like Dolly Parton, but all right. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be the Tolan Parker. Good carry on to it. Oh, I'm more or less the same, aren't I? <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, talking about uh, uh, Jesus Take the Wheels, church in Pennsylvania. Uh, why are the two people hurt, look, in Pennsylvania? Uh, when woman injures two after allegedly driving into traffic as a test of faith. A woman in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. allegedly drove her car into oncoming traffic as a test of faith in God and show, showed no remorse for her actions, according to authorities. Uh, the incident occurred January 7th near Weatherly, Pennsylvania, when 31-year-old Najada Riley drove into oncom 
oncoming traffic on Route 93. Uh, an investigator who spoke to Riley said she told him she had been driving around for several hours waiting for the calling from God when she decided to take action in it or into her own hands and drive into oncoming traffic. Uh, Riley, Riley related, God took care of her by not having her injured. Riley expressed no concerns or remorse for the victims. Riley also stated she did not care if the other people were injured because God would have taken care of them. Uh, mm -hmm. Riley from Pennsylvania Amen. had had her $50,000 bail revoked and was charged with aggravated assault and other offenses over allegations that she purposefully caused the accident and injured two people in the vehicle. I think that she basically confessed that she did it on a purpose. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel, take it from my hand. Yeah, I wonder if she... Uh, I can't do this. I bet she was hand. listening to that CD, like, as she was doing it. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I'm letting go, so take me one more chance to save me from this road I'm on. What, what this made me think of was that scene in uh, Fight Club, where he's like, just oh, let yes. the wheel go. Yes. Just let it go. <laughs> let the wheel go. Yes. Oh, I love Americans. I, I, I also love people with faith. You gotta have faith, faith, faith. Uh, okay. Um, well, are we done with Bernie Sanders news? No, we're not. Uh, we're going to watch a video. What is this video all about? Right, a little two-minute video of MSNBC bringing on a body language expert. Who mm -hmm. this lady? I've seen videos of her uh, from like her website, and we'll get into it. But uh, go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Two of them. Is the um, it doesn't play. Sorry. Oh. All right. Okay. One more time. Let's try that again. In three, two, one, play. Dust up between the two of them. Is that scandals m hurt you more when they seem plausible, right? right? I mean, Bernie Sanders does have a sort of physicality, you know, when he when he talks. That yes. is a shaking your finger yes. at Hillary Clinton, yes. shaking your finger, shovey weirdy. Shovey weirdy. Yeah. Makes me think. Yeah, mm. When has Bernie Sanders ever shoved anybody? First of all, I think I think Bernie's lying. We see him. He slouches forward anyway, Joy. But here he turtles. If you look at his eye level where he normally answers questions. He when turtles, he from His whole shoulders come up like a little kid getting caught. His eye level is below his shoulders. This is trying to hide in plain sight. And many of us, we don't know what to look for. So if you look for this right out of the gate. And the strongest denial is simply saying no. And I think women in particular, we want want to believe human beings so we're like yeah i would i would say that he <sighs> as a matter of fact i didn't say it that's nine words unnecessary no did you vote for donald trump in the last election absolutely no <laughs> right so no did you dress up as an easter money and easter absolutely no right so it's no we say no absolutely, she's totally no. like contradicting her on accident we're not hearing the no with bernie also with bernie he has numerous hotspots he says well liars like to start with well he looks away. Oh, flyers. Or he just says that, like, because that's how he talks. This lady is some kind of crazy pseudoscience body language expert. He would have been better to just own it. You know, Barack Obama wrote a book.
book years ago, years ago, and he said what in the book? He tried cocaine and marijuana, and he never touched the stuff again. We never talked about it when he was president after that. If Bernie just owned it, this would disappear. We wouldn't be talking about it six days later. But Bernie, he did the opposite. He... What the fuck, Chris? Oh. Yep. This lady, mm -hmm. uh, this body language expert, Fro, uh, she... if. Just go look her up. Just, like, look up MSNBC body language expert. Uh, she is crazy. <laughs> she, there are pl There's plenty of evidence that this lady should not be being listened to by anybody, let alone being put on mainstream media uh, for, the, for uh, analysis on po politics. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, Magna, if you wanted to know what Trom thinks about the Norwegian far-right living in the government, you get to hear it now, because he's going to talk the truth about it. Hello, this is Trom, but Trom tells the truth. Not many times do I get requests for what to talk about. People who generally write on our page on Facebook and ask, Hey, can you talk about this, John? What do you think about this, John? But... This time, that happened. Uh, Magne Torsen has asked me what I think about the new government situation in Norway. And, well, I'm going to talk a little about it. Of course, you have, like, um, a parliamentary system in Norway. So we have the four parties ruling this country. And one of these, uh, two of these parties, one is, is extremely conservative. It's like a Christian bullshit party. And you have, like, something called progressive parties, a right-wing Yes, Trumpist party. A couple of their members have suggested Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, yes, ten years ago, people from the same party suggested that George W. Bush should get the Nobel Peace Prize. Thank God there are people who bit brains in the Nobel Committee who doesn't let that happen. But you never know. Well, this week, the far left party left the government. They were not satisfied because. They found out one thing when it happened when you rule, or as I say, if you are in a relationship, you have to make compromises. And for right-wing nationalists, they don't like to do compromises. You see that everywhere. No compromises whatsoever. That has since been the situation in the United States when no compromises and no working with the other side has just been the regular way of doing things. And in Norway, well, we are not quite there yet, but we're starting to get there. They had a poll now today after the far right party went out of government and they pulled up five extra points on the polls, who I think is incredible. I don't know how long that's going to last, but I hope it will not last very long and I hope it will not last during the election. But governing is taking responsibility for what you do. The far-right party did let get a lot of politics through, but it's like governing as it is in marriage or relationship. Not every day is a good day. You cannot have highs every day. Politic ruling is not about slogans. Sometimes what politicians do is boring, but is necessary. Most works in society have days where it's boring, repetitive. You have to do things you don't understand why, but they're necessary to get done. Nationalists 
and far-right politicians are not interested in that. They need slogans every day. That's why Trump goes on rallies many times, just to keep the base up, giving them more. It's like a heroin addiction, really. You just have to give them more, 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 get them higher, higher, higher. And in the end, that bullshit will go very wrong. The problem with some moderates on the right or in the center, that they think they can control these assholes. Yes, like um, Winston Churchill said about Stalin once, if we treat him as a member of a club, he will behave like a member of a club. Yes, how did that go? <laughs> Not very good. Just ask half of Eastern Europe who was in a prison camp for nearly 40 years during the Cold War. So I don't know what to think quite. That's some of my thoughts on the issue, really. Um, but we're going to have a far-right party now in the opposition who's going to drag around loud brown bullshit far-right politics. Things doesn't work, doesn't make sense. But like in, in the United States, you can just blame it on the leftist in the media or fake news or just drag alternative facts out your fucking asshole or things like that. Norway is cannot are now in a crossroad. We can go to smart and smarter or head up your ass more fucking bullshit. I hope smarter and smarter. But this was my short take on it. I want to know what you think. Is, is there anything you want me to talk about, say my opinion about, and analyze more? I can do that. I would gladly do that for you. So just, just ask, really. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a good night. Thank you, Tron. It was very nice of you to talk about that. Uh, yeah, so Tron is taking requests on our Facebook group. So join the Facebook group. It's called Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. We also have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. But look, what are we a thousand percent happy for? I don't know if we're still there or not, but we, our Twitter page at podca- podcast ADC at podcast ADC uh, reached a thousand followers. Right now we're at nine hundred and ninety-eight. <laughs> so some some oh, people. So we lost. Right. Aww. We've gone up and down, but we're right. You know, we reached it and we're right around a thousand followers. So go. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Check out what we're doing there. A lot of uh, really nice people uh, sharing things on there, including the Pod All the Time Network. Go check out Pod All the Time mm-hmm. Network if you want to. Uh, they help us out, and they help out other podcasts uh, in our network. I think there's twelve of them at this point. So yeah, go check out Pod All the Time Network. Talk about the Facebook page. I have heard uh, there's uh, some movement on there. Uh, yeah, under if you want to post something underneath our last show for us to talk about on the next show, uh, underneath mm-hmm. last week's show, some uh, Jeremy posted. Uh, Rex Harrison is the only valid Doctor Doolittle. Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> That's true. He also said, also says Baby Shark will become the new national anthem by next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Magnus says, uh, I must say the new intro music was really, really cool and reminded me of a techno song. 
Uh, and yes, I was. Oh, new song. At least, it, but at least it's better than Baby Shark. He says. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is better than Baby Shark. But then again, I think every song is better than Baby Shark. Uh, but uh, you told me that he told uh, you on the Facebook page once again about some TV news that we're going to talk about. So thank you, Magna. Because Engage! Star Trek Picard is renewed for Season 2! Right uh, before even being released. Yeah! Uh, because it's getting released tomorrow. Guess who's not even... Uh, almost go, not going to sleep thinking about that. <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're t- t- 10 days away from the premiere of Star Trek Picard, so it's a delight to share that we have been renewed for second season. Star Trek uh, uh, Picard's uh, star uh, Patrick Stewart tweeted on Sunday. Excited to get back to work. And uh, for you uh, to see what amazing team we have created for season one. So this means that they have to have faith in this, or or they would not re- renew it before they even get uh, any numbers on how much people are watching this. I feel like renewed so this, is like not even the right word to use because it feels like how right. how do you renew something that hasn't been yet? Right? That's the thing. Is How can you renew it, something that isn't even new? <laughs> right. Right. But I, I think this is good news. Uh, I mean, uh, we had, uh, strangely enough, uh, it connects with the second thing that we're going to talk about because Netflix uh, renewed, also renewed The Witcher before The Witcher came out. Uh, but Netflix reveals that 76 million people watched at least two minutes of The Watch, Witcher. I almost said The Watcher there because it's talking about the watch, watching things. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> the Watcher. <laughs> Can you talk, tell me a little about that? Uh, sure. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a weird stat because people who at least watch two minutes, right? It's like... One thing that's new about Netflix, they have this feature where you go in and it has a continue watching or browse and you have to go pick one of the two and it automatically goes to watching when you go onto the page. Mm -hmm. So if you just hit the wrong button, it'll just open up like The Witcher or something automatically if you hit watch and you weren't... You weren't previously watching something. It'll just open up something random. And when I was... I hit it on accident a couple times. And that's the show it opened was The Witcher. uh, Because that was the top thing on their thing. So I think it's a little bit skewed in the sense that... uh, How many people just hit that button on accident and then left it on for two minutes, right? True. The company also announced that Six Underground uh, director, uh, Six Underground from director Michael Bay, uh, was viewed at 83 million households in its first uh, weeks, and uh, The Irishman just hit 40 million views in its first month out. Watch, I'm not surprised by that at all. No. 
But yeah, no. Uh, I think this is uh, interesting news. Uh, I also saw that uh, we don't have it in the news, but uh, Netflix have invested uh, new, m- numerous of millions of dollars uh, right now to uh, de- develop new content. So it will be interesting to see. Uh, they are at least taking the mouse serious. And when I say the mouse, we all 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 know who I'm pointing to, don't we? Anyway, <laughs> uh, have you seen any t- new TV shows this week, Luke? I did. Uh, I saw a show called I think oh, it was on HBO. It's called Avenue Five, which was very um, sorry. Avenue, oh, Five. Avenue Five. Yeah. Yes. Did I you see this? this? Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't know what to compare it to, uh, but it it kind of feels it's got a British uh, comedy sensibility to it, and it's got a very dry mm-hmm. sense of humor to it. But it is an American show, and it kind of feels like an American show trying to be a British show. Uh, it's about mm-hmm. uh, it, it's in the future where there's space travel, but it, uh, like cruises. So like you go instead right. of like a cruise in the ocean you'd go up into space on a cruise ship uh and this cruise ship gets knocked off course and uh, it's the story of the crew and the passengers on this cruise ship uh in space but it's a comedy um with what's his name dr house in it Hugh glory there you go yeah Hugh glory yeah uh and it's got a couple other actors uh, comedy actors here and there I don't know. It was all right. I wouldn't say it was the best show in the world. What do you? What did you think of it? No, I totally agree. Uh, 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 Gat is in this as well. I I don't remember his first name uh, from the Book of Mormon. Uh, but uh, no, I I thought like you said this this felt very British, and I don't think that's because only because of Hugh Laurie, but but. They, it is very dry and it's very like I, I think I think I had more, more fun with it because I'm a Star Trek fan so it's kind of making fun of that kind of shows if you kind of get me because he's supposed to be this big hero and we find out that he actually didn't do anything uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, people are like praising him for and he's more there as a mascot more than a uh, than a captain uh, I, th- I think uh, the premise is interesting that I have been knocked out uh, what was it five years or something like that they can go out of the ship or, oh, how or long they're going to be in space I think it was three yeah right because they got knocked, off, knocked yeah. off course they can't get back to earth for three years uh, right because of the gra- the gravitational pull or something. They didn't really explain it all that well. Right. I don't know if I'd compare it to, like, Star Trek, other than that it's in space. I mean, it, I didn't think no, it... No, it's... it's me- it, it, but it, it's better than that fucking atrocious things that uh, uh, the guy from Family Guy made. Right. Uh, uh, I guess so. I, I, I don't know. I gave it a, a three... I didn't think it was that great. Oh, okay. I gave it a five. Okay. I mean, yeah, I just thought I didn't laugh at anything. And I thought 
a lot of the dialogue was very stilted and weird. Uh, I don't know. I'll watch the second episode and see if it gets any better, but as of right now, I, I'm not a huge fan. Cool. Uh, I saw 911 Lone Star because it's a 911 sequel? Yeah, uh, what do you. Not sequel, but uh, what do you call it when, when it's go- spin off? Thank you. Uh, I liked it uh, as much as I liked the original. I really liked the original as one well, as well. Uh, season one is better than season two, but let's not talk about that. Uh, I gave this a six. Okay, here's my question because I thought I saw this that it was. I, there was like a banner ad when I turned my TV on for this. And I was like, oh, I could watch that for the show and check it out. But And I looked it up and was like, oh, it's uh, a, it's a second show off of a first show. I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. I didn't remember that 911 existed. Do I need to ha- right. have seen that show to no. watch this show? No. Okay. So maybe I'll watch not it this week all. then. Absolutely not at all. I, I thought it was totally entertaining. It's out. Uh, it's it's uh, it's with some good actors in it. Uh, Rob Lowe is in it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Uh, he, he's good. He, yeah, I think he's a little hit and miss. But I think uh, m- lately he's been more hit than miss. Uh, there was a time right. period there where he was, uh, I think, a lot of miss. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a show called The Healing Powers of Dude. Okay. Did you see this? No, never ever heard of it. It's actually kind of interesting. Uh, it's about a kid who has social anxiety disorder, uh, really bad, okay. and he's homeschooled. But his dad, uh, like, like you have to be certified to homeschool people, uh, and his dad only is only certified to a certain. Uh, grade level, so at that point the kid has to go to school but he has social anxiety disorder so they get him a dog named Dude, and it turns out that this dog that is supposed to, you know, it's his uh, what what is it called? Uh, safety animal. Help dog. Yeah, help dog. What is yeah. Help dog? Yeah, I mean uh, yeah. I know there's a, I know there's another word for it that we're totally forgetting. Uh, Comfort dog, comfort something dog. like that. Emotional oh, support dog. Yeah. That's what it is. I knew there was a. Yes. There we go. Yes. People were yelling at the uh, headphones in their ears <laughs> or whatever you yell at. Uh, right. It's about this. He gets this uh, emotional support dog. The emotional support dog has a voice, so you can hear what the dog is thinking. The dog's talking. Uh, not. Oh. Not like out loud it's more uh, you hear with the dog but the kid doesn't obviously yeah. talk to the dog um right okay uh it's kind of interesting oh the dog's voiced by steve zahn by the way who i always i'm a big fan wow. of steve zahn but he yeah, only vo- voices uh, the dog he doesn't actually play in the show um i i have real problems with social anxiety and I thought this did mm-hmm. actually do a fairly good job of kind of getting across some of the really hard parts of having really bad social anxiety. Uh, this kid 
in this show. I don't know if they're kind of exaggerating it or what, but he has some. He has the worst kind of social anxiety, uh, like the highest level you could possibly have. Um, it's kind of dumb. There's like this print. There's this principal who hates dogs. And so he's like the bad guy in the show who always wants to kick dude out of school. That part is a little cheesy and stupid. Overall, I mean, I like what they're going for, but it wasn't that great. I gave it a four. Okay. I'd recommend I it, though, saw... for, for you. Just to okay. check out. Yeah. I, I will definitely do that. Uh, I saw Lincoln Rhyme hunt, from, hunt for the Bone Collector. Sorry. Not hunt from i as well saw this which i think it did it come out last week uh yeah there were or did two episodes come out in a week no it came out last week that's what i thought i saw both episodes as well yeah cool uh this is uh i okay i have to premise this with i'm a very very big fan of the original film the bone collector that's one of the my, the most absurd uh, stories I have. It's actually watching the Bone Collector because it was on a date, and we had eaten a lot of food, and a lot of food. And then we we were like we were so full of food, and we uh, went directly to see <laughs> the Bone Collector. And if you see the Bone Collector, it's pretty disgusting. So we were like, oh. And then we were full of food. But uh, yeah, I have a very uh, big love for the original uh, Bone Collector. So I was a little uh, apprehensive about this. But this is good. This is really good. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I think it's mainly because of the Bone Collector being played by who it's played by. I don't remember his name right now. But he's an amazing actor. I like uh, uh, Lincoln Rhyme as well. Uh, the lady, I don't know if she is a good pick for the role she has. But I gave it a six and a half. Do you, the lady, do you mean the, uh, the main character? Right. Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't know if you meant the pathologist lady. Because there's that lady too. No. Right. Right. I thought she the that lady fit pretty well in her role, and I've seen her in things before, but yes. I, I couldn't exactly place her. Uh, right. Uh, oh, is she? Was she in? No, that can it can't possibly be the same girl from Stranger Things, is it? She looks a lot like her. Uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I thought I, I I didn't read the book. I never. I don't remember seeing the movie, but it's possible I did. Um, oh. Denzel Washington. I like I like everything they did with it. It feels a little bit network cop TV show, a little bit, um, but it's nothing yeah. too overly uh, cop like. There was one big negative. They okay, they have a team of people. They've got you know Lincoln Rhymes, the main character. They've right. got the pathologist lady, uh, the researcher guy, and then they have the nerdy tech guy. Right, who's like the hacker, right. who or whatever that you know. It's just like eh, eh, tons of these shows. Why is there super computer expert hacker guy using a Dell laptop? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm happy you said it. <laughs> yeah. 
He, the yeah, most no. advanced computer hacker uh, in New York, and he's like, oh. I'm going to go with a Dell laptop. Those are really quality, right? <laughs> <laughs> it feels very strange. I agree. No, it's just product placement. I'm sure Dell paid for it, but it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what did you give it? Give oh, it right. Uh, I'll give it a 5.5. Maybe I'm feeling... Oh. Maybe this week I wasn't really feeling these shows or whatever but i thought it was okay i thought it was good but it, i wasn't like i think the network cop drama side of it kind of made me go eh. but overall i really like the second the end of the second episode where we find out like the cliffhanger yeah. makes me go okay i want to see more because now the story right. is really actually starting uh, at the end of the second episode right. not to ruin anything right. uh no. i guess what else did i see yeah uh i saw yes. Oh, the return of Curb Your Own Enthusiasm, season ten, episode one. Mm-hmm. Did you check this out? I did. Okay. Uh, it's it's Curb Your Own Enthusiasm, except the I thought they weren't coming back. Number one and number two. Uh, right. This first episode definitely feels just like all the other episodes, except in this yep. day and age, uh, it was going with the. What's social pressure? Right, but we said the exact same thing about the last uh, season they did when they came back after a while. It feels outdated. Uh, it's kind of like eh, right. That's okay, what I was about to funny, say. Yeah. But, but yeah, like it, it's exactly like this last fucking season. <laughs> Which I don't know how long Three ago that years was. Ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something Three like years that. Ago? And, yeah. yeah, it feels like they should have updated it a little bit to, like, I don't know, right. uh, move it ahead in time or whatever. Like, ahead in yep. time as far as, like, these people have done things in the last three years. But it just felt like, oh, we're yeah. back at the exact same point in time we were when we left off. Which, uh, I mean, it's still the, there's some comedy parts that are funny. You know what I mean? Uh, I can't deny that. There were certain things in the episode I enjoyed. It's just overall maybe has run its course uh i gave it a i can't read it oh 3.5 yeah i gave it a three we agree uh i saw something kinky and uh, very inappropriated uh, this week uh called good girls guide to kinky sex this is a british television show <laughs> believe it or not <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, it's about uh, three uh, pairs of uh, uh, of uh, women and girlfriend. Sure. Uh, no, girlfriend, girlfriend and boyfriend. Where where the girlfriend has said their sex life is a little boring, and they get a box of uh, they get three box of surprises every episode, and they have to try new things. And they talk about what they liked and what they didn't like, or like lights, uh, dildos, uh, vibrators. Uh, they have to do role play. Uh, while they show some softcore porn in in the middle, where when experts are talking about like, yeah, the different things. I I found this very un uh, I, uh, uh, erotic. But I found it very funny. 
<laughs> maybe for the wrong reasons, but I really liked it. I okay. gave it a four. Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw the return of Project Blue Book season two, episode one. This is the last thing I saw this week. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very good. Did you like it? Was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> this definitely did move ahead in time a little bit from the last season. Uh, we don't really know what happened in between those time periods, but we're moving on to the Roswell crash in this episode at least yep yep so good uh yeah i really enjoyed it i i gave this episode uh a seven i gave it this eight look i really 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 like this it was so fun to have it back <laughs> the acting is so good on it yeah, it's so strange that this is on the History Channel of all channels because that's yeah. not, it's not known for having great acting actors in it or whatever. Right. Uh, the last thing I saw was a, a thing from Bravo. You remember uh, that uh, television thing we saw that called Haunted Look? Yes. Well, they have uh, made Haunted into um, more reality bachelor-like kind of competition thing called Spy Games okay. on Bravo. Uh, this I give a one, just to be very clear. I gave it a one. I I wanted to give it a zero, but uh, I, I, I had some... I give it one because I find it highly amusing, and I, I can't wait for you to fucking see at least one episode of it. Because, uh, do you remember the mall, the reality show, where one was a mall? And, oh, the, the mall, uh, right, yeah. I thought you said the mall. The, yeah. Yeah, no, I saw the mall. No, yeah. the mall, yes. Where everybody, like, uh, okay, they need to find... The, about uh, uh, other people in their thing and like, okay, one of us uh, uh, talks fly, uh, fluent Chinese and it's filmed in the way that we're, we are supposed, well it's, it's, it's pitched to us like this is a reality show if this is a reality show <laughs> My name is uh, Jesus Christ Albert Einstein Jr. Nobody fucking behaves like this in the real world. Please right. tell me this is scripted bullshit because this is this is atrocious. Like people fighting when they have like, uh, for example, there's a scene like in the next episode we see a woman and a man fighting over a dossier where the woman like kicks and screams and tries to claw his eyes out because he has stolen her dossier of, uh, with information with, uh, about her in it. Okay. It is atrociously bad. It's the worst reality thing I have seen in many, many, many years. Spy Games on Bravo. All right, well, I'll, I'll check it out. Please, please watch it. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, 
But okay. uh, it's uh, maybe it's not as bad as... No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, Messiah, episode three, Luke. What was it all about? Uh, the Finger of God is the name of the episode three. Appearing inexplicably during a Texas tornado, Al Maish quietly mo- moves Pastor Felix to embrace a new purpose, but Eva and the FBI quickly close in. So you you are the one that likes this more than me. So I am curious what you thought about this episode. Well, it, what uh, what I said would happen last week. Uh, is exactly what happened. He showed up at Texas uh, at this guy's church to yeah. stop him from burning his church down. That was like what I said last week. And it, so is it predictable? Yes. Obviously, this is a very predictable show. Um, I'm a little confused as to where they're going now because... Is, is If he's not, let's say, for the sake of argument, that he's uh, a con man... This episode right. made me go, how could he possibly be a con man without having some kind of weather-controlling satellite, right? Right. Or being the best magician in the entire fucking world. Right, but how would he know to go there and that there was going to be a tornado unless, you know, he was... I mean, I guess maybe that's going to be the explanation. He's backed by some government who has weather-controlling technology or something like that, right? Right, right. Like the Saturdays or something like that. Right, exactly. Uh, no. Which I can see happening in this show. I This episode was a lot of build, it seemed like, but... Uh, Whew, a lot of build. And we're only in the th- uh, third episode here, so... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... It's, a, it's like an okay show. I don't feel like it's a bad show. It is an okay show with a premise that is more interesting and than the show is. The premise itself is more interesting than the show is. That is mo- maybe what annoys me the most about show. Uh, show. That uh, what we was promised was not this show. <laughs> Again, I will say that. Like, sure. I will stand... I will stand behind that because, like, what we were promised was definitely not this FBI, uh, CIA show. But I don't mind it as much as I did the two first episodes. To be honest, I I thought I thought maybe the pastor uh, thing is maybe the most interesting thing because I find it very like interesting to see how he. Um, maybe will use his charisma in the states, maybe because that's what I thought uh, will happen in the next episode. Uh, like use his influence into the like more American system. Right. I mean, yeah, I can see that happening. Where now this uh, little town, little tiny church pastor, all of a sudden becomes you know, uh, really well-known, yeah. right. And then, be, right. I don't know, at, at the partway through the show, he's got, like, a mega church, and he's on TV on, like, the 700 right. Club, and I could totally see that. That, yeah. that would be... Uh, and that, I think that could be interesting, because it would show, like, he started out uh, kind of in the, in the show wanting to burn the church down to get the money, which is, you know, corruption, and then 
maybe by the end of the show he will right. be corrupt in a whole different way and then finds out that this guy who led him down that path was actually just like a Saudi uh, agent, uh, you know what I mean? Secret secret agent right. or something like that. That would be a great ending to this story. Is that going to happen? Probably not, but I can hope. Yeah, I don't... I don't uh, we're in episode three right now. I don't see it ending right now because we, 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 know, we know too little. I still have a problem with... The female FBI agent. I still think she plays awfully in oh, the show. Oh, that's and what we should talk her... about. Uh, is she gonna have uh, immaculate conception? Is that what's going on in this episode? I think so. Yeah. But because like she threw up, and I was like, "Oh, she's pregnant." But then in the hotel right. room, she has her period. So it it's right. saying, "Oh, she's not pregnant." But my question right. is when Mary had the Immaculate Conception, did she still have her period? I guess, was that in the Bible? I Probably not. <laughs> don't remember saying something in the Bible. About I don't remember that part where they um, <laughs> talked about her monthly cycle. And, and yeah. Cycle. <laughs> it's a good question, though, because if you're... If you get pregnant, you don't have a period. But if you have immaculate, immaculate conception, do you have your period still or not? What, right. Like... right. <laughs> the Bible. Now with more period blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> but uh, what would you rate this uh, third episode? Uh, I don't know. This one was super average. I'd probably give it like a 5, 5.5. I'll go 5.5. Okay, yeah. I'm right behind you. I'm a 5. Okay. It's to it's totally fine. It's totally okay. I'm 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 okay with covering this. Uh I mean, it's not that long till we get to talk about something uh, everybody hates but me, Eurovision, so I shouldn't fucking complain. Sure, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, uh, our main topic. Movies written by AI, AI conspiracy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope you still have the manuscript I gave you because we're going to talk about that uh, at the end. Right, yeah. Good. I don't think we can go through the whole cool. thing, but we can talk about it. No, no. No, um, no. We'll talk about it. So what is this conspiracy? I guess the conspiracy is really that uh, Hollywood, to save cost on movies, uh, would use artificial intelligence to write scripts for movies. Uh, first, because they would save money. Second, because they're running out of ideas for stories. And... The right. limit to running out of ideas for stories is the human mind. But if you have an AI mind, it can write scripts all day, all night. It doesn't have to sleep. It doesn't have to eat. All it does is write scripts. You can come out with all these brand new ideas for movies using AI that you would never get out of a human. Uh, that mm -hmm. come, The problem with that is then all these people lose their jobs. Uh, as far as the writers go, uh, there are writers' unions and everything else. Uh, I guess we should go into that. Uh, in 2000, 2000, uh, 2007-2008, there was a Writers Guild strike in America. Do you remember this, from? Yeah. A lot of TV shows got postponed for... and things. Yeah. 
Star it lasted for a fucking hundred days. Uh, right, all 1,200 film and television screenwriters of the American Labor Union Writer Guild of America uh, went on strike from no November 5th, 2007 to February 12th, 2008. Um, I would, if you're this is a good place to start as far as uh, the scripts being written by AI, because I would think this would be a time where ho Hollywood big shots would have been like how do we get around uh the fact that we don't have writers to write our shows right now and one of the ideas i think that i would come up with is well can we have a computer write it for us right right and so uh, there was go ahead yeah and, and there were shows that were were uh, super uh struck by this and um, uh, uh all scripted Hollywood shows except October were read were expect shut down by the, uh, December nineteenth, two thousand and seven, uh, and they said that uh, 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 one of the reasons why Lost had such uh, bad ending was because of this strike. Wasn't that one of the reasons given? I remember that at the time. Yeah, because right. uh, they had to. They had to fill in things, and they didn't have the writers who knew what, where the story was going. At least that was their excuse right. at the time. Uh, so let's put that into perspective. Like, maybe let's just say, for the sake of argument, that was the beginning of when Hollywood went, you know, maybe we need a better, a better way to get ideas and write scripts than script writers. Uh, coming up until 2019, here's an article from The Verge called Hollywood is quietly using AI to help decide which movies to make. So this is more about mm. uh, there. This has actually been proven that uh, the film world is in, uh, full of intriguing. What ifs uh, Nicholas Cage was cast as the lead in Tim Burton's Superman lives, but he only had time to try on the costume before he was canned uh, mm -hmm. for people who make movie money from movies. Uh, Oh, sorry. Actors and directors are forever glancing off projects and that never get made or that get made by someone else, and fans are left wondering what might have been if that thing had been made. For those, uh, for the people who make money from those movies, that isn't good enough. Uh, Alicia Vikander uh, insisted that Gal Gadot is the difference between a flop and a smash hit, uh, they want to know. If a movie that bombs in the U.S. would have set box office records across Europe, they want to know. And now AI can tell them. A Los mm. Angeles-based startup, uh, Synalytic, is one of the many companies, companies promising AI will be a wise producer. Uh, Synalytic is the only, is, isn't the only company hopping on the AI in the business of film. In recent years, uh, a bevy of film firms has sprung up to promise similar insights, the uh, script book, Belgium script book founded in 2015, uh, Israeli startup Vault, uh, founded the same year, promises clients it can predict which demographics will watch their films by tracking, among other things, how its trailers are received online. Uh, mm -hmm. So these, these a AIs are definitely be being used to decide which scripts to use. Uh, are they being used to write the scripts themselves? 
but they talked about this place called right. Synolytic. So let's go to that website really quick, Fro. We should go to that. That's uh, Synolytic with C dot uh, com. Uh, uh, do you want to spell it for the audience? Uh, C I N E L Y T I C dot com. Uh, for some reason, the page is not loading up for me. It is for me. Okay, go ahead. Maximizing yeah. your your success. Similar uh, 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 support studios and independent content companies to make faster and better informed green light accusation and release this uh, station. Uh, trusted by uh, entertainment industry trailblazers. They work with Sticks. They work with Warner Brothers. They work with Inchius, never heard of that, Sancture, Financial. In, uh, combine your creative instinct and uh, comprehensive data, real-time analytics, and project management tools, all in, in one and integrated online platform to save well-built time and money. Uh, right. Uh... Revolutionary AML at your fingertips get insight you need instantly. Audience intelligence for TV and streaming media. Uh, our unique file sharing data provides real-time demands insight into what's being watched globally and by whom demographics profiling supports uh, US audience discovery and activation so they say they have analytics from AMC, Disney Plus, uh, NBC uh, HBO Comedy Central USA Right. Anything. These people are using AI in like all the biggest uh, film and TV companies that you can think of, like Warner Brothers, Netflix, right. NBC, Disney Plus, like you were saying. Uh, they're saying in kind of their description of what they do, film and analytics, easy to use film and anal analytics and talent al analytics tools are to help rapidly gain key insights in minutes. So they're even using talent analytics means like they're using AI to decide which actors are going to appeal most to the to a broad audience, right? So they're not they're not picking the actor because it's a good actor. The t the AI is picking the actor because it's going to appeal to uh, the public. Does that make sense, Fro? Right. It kind of changes the way you see how actors are cast in movies and things like that. What if it's not a casting director that's actually casting people? It's a computer, right? That's weird to think about. Yeah, and if you uh, click news, uh, you get uh, the latest synthetic uh, news, watch our interviews, and read how synthetic it's changing the ways of entertainment industry up operates using our invented platform. Should we go to the CBS one? Can AA predict box office gold? Should we go to that one? I don't to see that, that one. It's on, if you cl uh, click uh, Synolytic uh, up on the top of their page, there's okay. news. And then oh. you see featured news. Do you see that? Okay. And it's the third one. All right. July 10th, 10th okay. 2019. Uh, let's click that. Uh, 
startup companies and let it use algorithms to suggest who ought to be in movies like you said to be uh, said uh, right casting decisions to make a uh, break a film now process is getting increasingly high-tech startup synthetic so this is a startup company really uses algorithms to casting recommendations and try to predict pro uh, box office results co-founders and CEO Tobias Kweifer told CBS Synalytic can identify attributes that drive film performance in addition to the casting that can include uh, film genre, uh, whatever uh, script is based off a book or part of a successful franchise. He says the company then turns to historical data and artificial intelligence to try to figure how a, f- um, a film will perform. Right. So, and this is an article from June of 2019. So now we're going to go to another article yes. from The Guardian. And this one is from January 16th, 2020. That, so that was like this week. Uh, or last week, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. An article in The Guardian called, It's a War Between Technology and a Donkey, How AI is Shaking Up Hollywood. Uh <laughs> The film is. I like that. I like that. I like that British kind of humor. <laughs> uh, the film business used to run on hunches. Now, data analytics is far more efficient than humans at predicting hits and eliminating flops. Is it a brave new world, or is this the death knell of cre- creativity? Uh, kind of what I was just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go down a little bit. Uh, this is how uh, artificial. Artificial intelligence is changing the movies. Uh, AI is changing the industry in other ways to a greater extent than being admitted. In early January, Warner Brothers broke cover and announced it had signed up to an AI-driven project management system that would inform decision-making around content and talent evaluations to support uh, release strategies. In other words, Warner will be using AI to help decide what movies to make. The system in question was launched last year by Synalytics, a Los Angeles-based startup. Mm -hmm. Other clients list on its website, including Sony Pictures, uh, Indigenous Media, and STX Entertainment. The studio behind Hustlers and Playmobil the movie. Uh, Not really sure how well this AI is working, Fro. (laughs) Well, uh, they they say, can machines do better? Absolutely, said Synalytics, which claims accuracy of 85% 85% in its box office forecasting. Synalytics so was founded in 2005-15. So then we know that. Uh, uh, Synalytics claims to have crushed data for more than 95,000 movies, five, 500,000 uh, actors and professionals. Uh, but its chief selling points that it can make forecasts in real time express as percentage prob- uh, probabilities of certain level of success. That is weird. 85%? That's what it said mm. on their website, too. If you go down to, like, the middle yeah. of their website, it says 85%. So they're, they're just going off what their web- the, the website says. Uh, yeah. Right, it says here, this is a quote, uh, all of a sudden you have uh, this conservative traditional industry versus companies who believe who are believers in data. There is a war on content, but one party is using, using the latest technology and the other one is riding a donkey. Hence the name of the, 
of the article. Right. Uh, the AI revolution will be clearly benefit filmmakers, but what is it for us viewers? One potential drawback is that AI eliminates the only financial risk, but a creative risk too. The fear is if you feed a vaguely challenging or experimental or atypical project into the machine, say a Mulholland Drive or an Under the Skin, the algorithm would discourage you from taking that gamble. Uh, why not uh, right. do a Dwayne Johnson action movie instead, said the AI. <laughs> right. Right. That's right. This right. is the problem. Exactly. Right. Uh, I, I guess but, this goes back to mm -hmm. the whole question. Could you write a film with AI? Uh, Sunspring. Oh. If anything to go, mm -hmm. go by, artificial intelligence in filmmaking has some way to go. This short film uh, <laughs> made an entry in the Sci-Fi London's 48-hour filmmaking competition in 2016. Oh. Was written entirely by AI. The director Oscar Sharp fed a few hundred sci-fi yeah. screenplays into a long-term or into a short-term memory uh, neural network, then told it to write its own. Uh, the result was almost, but not quite, incoherent nonsense, riddled with cryptic <laughs> non sequiturs, bizarre turns of phrase, and unfathomable stage directions. Stage direction, <laughs> such as he's standing in the stars and sitting on the floor. <laughs> and I saw that movie this week, by the way. I did too. Yeah, it's yeah. available out there online. It's it's not really even that long. Uh, what no, it's like ten minutes. It's... 10 minutes not even because of the credits and everything else so uh yeah uh it's silly. i highly it's silly. recommend that yeah. you, I, I i highly recommend people go out and watch it sunspring it's, 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 sunspring it is extremely extremely funny should we go to the, the wikipedia of it and tell people a little about it yeah go ahead and start go to on that, that first? Yeah. uh so uh it uh, has uh, it has got uh, an Oscar uh, or a BAFTA nominated uh, filmmaker uh, Oscar Sharp and UAI researcher Rudolf Goodwin. Uh, it was originally uh, made for the Science Fiction London uh, Festival, like we said. Uh, uh, Oscar Sharp originally created the film. For that challenge, a film festival that focuses on science fiction, for a challenge, contestants were given a set of prompts, most props and lines that had to appear in the movie, and to make it over the two days. It eventually consisted in the festival and was nominated among the final top ten films. Then I really want to know what the other movies were, if this was in the top ten. Uh, uh, CNET called it a beautiful, bizarre science fiction novelty. Critics <laughs> um, Amanda Coulter said probably wouldn't start a rush for replacing human screenwriters with machines. Someday's natural networks may be better at imitating core and storyline, but we're not there. That doesn't mean that Sunrise uh, Spring wasn't entertainment or worthy of viewing. It's a thought uh, pr uh, experiment come to life, a novelty. As uh, in April 2019, it has surpassed one million views on YouTube. So it's very easy to find. Right. So the question to ask now, Fro, 
for our little podcast here is would they use or has it the technology advanced since 2016 enough that now they could use right. it to be writing scripts is the question right right and do you think they would and do you think they would tell us if they were using ai to write scripts uh, i'm going to uh, start with the ending question no they wouldn't tell us <laughs> and yes they probably are well, we know that we definitely I mean, know I, they're using I've seen, it. I've seen six. I've seen six underground. If that is written by a human being, <laughs> <laughs> right? I think there's been plenty of things that we've mentioned at the end of the year that we were like, "This can't be written by a human." Come on now, <laughs> right? A few Netflix shows Especially and things like that. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, no. But uh, let's talk about I. Right. Uh, apparently, Synalytics is a member of this IE, or known as Association for the Advancement of Artificial I? Intelligence, AAAI, is an international scientific society devoted to promoting research and responsible use of AI. Uh, IE uh, also aims to increase public understanding of artificial intelligence, improve teaching and training AI practitioners, and providing guidance for research planners and funders concerning the importance of potential of current AI developments and future directions of AI. Mm -hmm. right. The organization was founded in 1779 under the name American Association for Artificial Intelligence. So this was uh, started in 1979. That's pretty... They have been around 41 fucking years. Right, I didn't think uh, that we even th were thinking about artificial intelligence in 1979, but I wasn't right. alive either, so. Right, and I was born in 79, so. So there you uh, go. <laughs> in, two in 2007, it got its very... Aye! It has an access of uh, 4,000 members. Its earlier history organization was uh, presented by uh, figures in computer science. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So that's cool. Right. So then we'll go to AAAI Publications, right? Uh, and I found this uh, little article, Computer-Assisted Authoring of Natural Language Story Scripts, uh, from 2018. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a whole PDF which is really long, and people can go check this out. Very long. Uh, just look up computer-assisted authoring of natural language story scripts. But kind of the breakdown: in order to assist scriptwriters during the process of story writing, we have developed a system that can extract information from natural language stories to allow for story-centric as well as character-centric reasoning. These interference. These in oh these inferencing capabilities are exposed to the user through intuitive querying systems, allowing the screen scriptwriter to ask the system questions about the story and character information. We introduce knowledge bytes at atoms of information, and demonstrate that our system can phrase text into a stream of knowledge bytes and use these mentioned reasoning capabilities through the logical reasoning. 
So they're saying they this is from 2000 April 2018 uh, from Rashid Sangjari uh, and a few other people. They're saying they have developed a tool, an AI that can write scripts, and and it just it looks just like any other logically reasoned script. Well, let's talk about that because you found something very funny. You found plot-generator.org.uk. That's plot. Uh, uh, generator uh, dot org plot dash and you plot dash, dash generator yeah. dot org right uh, dot uk and uh, you go to movie scripts and uh, of course what did I do I prompted it uh, uh, and uh, I prompted it with a film script about me and Luke and a woman right so <laughs> and the villain. if you go there. <laughs> to this plot generator, it, it only has one type of story right now that it can do. Yes. Um, being the horrible Bernie bro that I am, the first time I tried to do this, I put in some dirty words. It will not allow you to plot generate things with <laughs> dirty words in it. Uh, I also tried that. You tried it too, and it was like, no, I can't use these words. Sorry. No, no. no. Yeah. So... Uh... The one that it got, it's called Stupid Ghost, a screenplay by Jesus Christ. <laughs> because that's what I went with, of course. <laughs> and it's funny podcast. It's yes. kind of long, uh, so we can't read the whole thing, but go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, I, 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 <laughs> I will be the woman, and you can be brave. Uh, <clears throat> okay. A screen and play by Jesus Christ. Okay, international. Norway. Afternoon. No, uh, interior that is what that means. Oh, 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 interior. Norway. Afternoon. Funny podcaster Fro Brave Norwegian <laughs> is arguing with patient president, pretty sexy woman. Brave tries to hug sexy, but she shakes him off. Oh, I thought you were going to be the guy. Uh, Brave. No, you... You're the guy, I said. Uh, okay. I will be the one. Uh, so this is Brave. Please, Sexy, don't leave me. Uh, I'm sorry, Brave, but I'm looking for somebody uh, a bit more brave. Somebody <laughs> who faces fears head on instead of running away. I am such a person. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Brave. But I just don't feel excited by this relationship any, anymore. Goodbye. Brave sits down, uh, looking defeated. Yeah. Uh, moments la later, lovable podcaster Luke, nice USA man. <laughs> because that's your name. Why, uh, why is this thing using the middle names as the, f as the first names in the script? I, I don't know. Okay. Um... Barges in, uh, looking frustrated. Goodness, uh, nice. Goodness, uh, is uh, yeah, everything okay? It. I'm afraid not. Uh, what is it? Don't keep me in suspense. It's a ghost. I saw an evil ghost eat a bunch of kittens. Defenseless kittens? 
Yes, defenseless kittens! As if they were defending themselves as if it would matter <laughs> that the ghost was eating the kittens. I think we can stop there. That's the best... I think that's the best yeah. place to stop. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It was very funny. Yeah, and, uh, go, everybody go try up. this out. Uh, like we said, plot... <laughs> s- s- sorry. Plot-generator.org.uk backslash movie script or movie dash script uh, backslash is where you can find that or just look up uh, plotgenerator.org.uk it'll probably get you there but uh, yeah I had so much fun with this I I made uh, many 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 I wish you would allow dirty words because there's one prompt in it that is like uh, what's what's his favorite thing to eat and I, of course, right. put something dirty in there, and it was like, no, you can't do that. But it, I mean, like, when you, it's basically a Mad Lib, is what this generator is. Did it start with P? Uh, no, it started with A and or B, right? But oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, what is your final thoughts about this AI conspiracy? How likely is it? I think it's kind of likely. I mean, we have proof that they're definitely using AI to not only pick which movies to produce, but which actors to use in those movies, which is, that's mind-blowing to me that actors are being picked for movies not by humans, but by computers in in this day and age. (laughs) So I think it's not that much of a jump to suggest that they would even if the AI is not that advanced. What you could do is just have it pump out script after script after script, and then you have somebody come in and proofread it uh, and pick out just the best ones. If it can produce a hundred scripts in a day, it's gonna, you know, it's like the monkeys writing Shakespeare thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's pretty likely as well. So on the crazy scale, it it's pretty low on the crazy scale because it's pretty obvious that they are doing this. So I'm giving this a one on the crazy scale. I think I'd give it a one as well, or maybe a two, yeah. somewhere really low. Um, but it's re- it's a really interesting topic. Is the thing It's like really I don't think people are thinking all that much about it. They just want entertainment. But it makes me also go. Uh, la- when we talked at the end of the last year, how much content there is now, just how many shows are being created, it makes me go, maybe the only way we were able to create that many new TV shows is because AIs are writing all these scripts. Would it be possible to create all those new TV shows without, uh, with just humans? And I don't, maybe that's what caused so many new TV shows last year is because they're using AI now. Does that make sense? Oh, Definitely. I think I saw a movie this week uh, written by AI. Uh, let's talk about that uh, right now. Yeah, so like I teased, uh, I watched something I thought was made by a- AI this week. It's called Babes in Toyland. From uh, It is so incredibly bad. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's uh, from... 1986. So this is a part of a new thing that we have called uh, 12 Months of Hell. Uh, uh, Luke gives me one movie each month that I have to watch that month. Uh, and I get a new one in February. And uh, at the end of this, we will uh, do in January uh, 
tournament with all 12 titles uh, going against each other and finding out which one was the worst. Because that's my only premise that Luke has uh, watched it. He can't give me a movie that he knows is bad, but he hasn't watched himself. Right, and you you uh, said ones that you haven't seen already, obviously. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm giving it a one to ten uh, on a bad scale. So ten being unwatchable and one being totally okay. Because I don't think I will give anything good. <laughs> I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion <laughs> with watching this in mind that you will never give me anything like, oh, <laughs> I go, hey, whoa, I didn't mind this. I think it will be from a 1 to 10 on, on the watchable scale. So for an audience that uh, uh, have never seen this 1986 movie, uh, they shouldn't. It's with the True Barrymore, Richard Mulligan, uh, Aileen Brennan, Keanu Reeves, uh, Goggy Grease. How is that a name? Um, this is a Christmas musical? I hope you give me lots of more Christmas songs uh, musical. It's based on an operetta by the same title, by the way. So, yeah, I wasn't super surprised that I... Did not enjoy this. It's uh, about Lisa Piper, uh, this 11-year-old spoiled little shit girl from Ohio uh, uh, that takes care of her sibling and cooks for her family. She doesn't have any time for her toys. And, uh, uh, she gets escorted to Christmas land in, in this... Uh, storm thing and she just uh, 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 comes there and there See, I are remember some... her getting in a car crash for some reason I, I didn't watch the movie this week but what happened how did she get there I remember her getting in a car crash or something in like a yeah. blizzard is that what happens right okay yes that's, that's correct and she gets there and the uh, toy master is uh, that is uh, is there and there's a troll log uh, this monster and uh, Barnaby and there are some music call numbers uh, Cincinnati spelled Cincinnati and Toyland by the Toyland Curious of course and Mo Monster Piece by Barnaby so good this uh, was a uh, hundred and forty-five minutes. I will never, ever, ever get uh, back again. Uh, I watched the director's cut, and I have no fucking clue what you will give me that is worse than this, because I'm <laughs> giving this a, a very, very, very clear nine. This is almost unwatchable. Like, I am so extremely happy that I had company watching this because I, I was, I was at many times I was like, okay, no, I can't do this. 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 But yeah, then I remember I came up with this fucking shit idea. So <laughs> <laughs> I can only blame myself. Yeah, you, you, but, uh, you put yourself through this pretty much. 
Right, right. It's like, uh, remember the Spartans, uh, that movie was more watchable than this. I think it, it also fails that uh, it's uh, a 98-6 movie that looks like it's made in the 60s because it's the animation of it is crap. The, uh, the uh, film biography of it is crap. And the acting is terrible. I have no fucking clue how how Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves become big actors after this shitty performance. <laughs> in this. And it's also blatantly racist. It's it's so blatantly racist with this uh, weird, almost Chinese Santa. It is so weird. It's Pat it Morita. So I know it's right. Pat Morita. Pat right. Morita. Yeah. Right. He's the guy who plays uh, Mr. Miyagi in uh, right. The Karate Kid. Plays the Toy Master, is what they call him in this, right? <laughs> right. Because you can't use the word Santa because that's copyrighted, I guess. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. I give you a nine, Luke. So congratulations with that. So everybody go watch Babes in Toyland from 1986. No, don't. <laughs> watch something else. Yeah, maybe watch with. something on Netflix. Maybe a Studio Gilby animated film. Uh, oh, wait, I can't yeah, watch it because it's not coming to the United States? <laughs> oh, uh, that's okay. You can go to Japan and watch it, can't you? I, I can. It's called a VPN. <laughs> oh, you can go to Japan because it's not, not in U.S. Or Japan, that was the joke. Oh, it's not in Japan either, okay. Yeah, the iconic animation features of Japan Studios, Ghibli, uh, will be available on Netflix from February. The movie, movie goes, uh, Father Changes of Positions for the Studios, which has repeatedly resisted the idea of its beloved cartoons being released on digital platforms. Netflix sales agent Wild Bunch and <laughs> Studio Ghibli, uh, which counts Hugo Misazagi as one of its leading lights, will upload 21 uh, Ghibli futures, including Academy winner Spirited Away, Princess Monaco, Arenity, Kika's Delivery Service, My Neighbor Turo, and The Tale of Princess it will be screened in the native uh, Japanese with subtitles and will be available globally except in US, Canada, and Japan. So Canada as well is not getting it. They didn't have that yeah. up at the top. But, uh, I guess I'm not really... I mean, the only one... I, I like most of the, their movies. The ones that I would really... I like. love them most yeah. would want to see again because I've seen, I think, all of these would either be Spirited Away mm -hmm. or I, I think uh, My Neighbor Toroto is probably uh, the Toroto. second best one and then maybe Kiki's yeah. Delivery Service I, would I say is would I say I, yeah yeah, I totally agree I don't think I have seen a Arretitititit oh, I didn't even see that one Uh, let me see I'll go look it up 
I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, Other yeah. I've seen all. Yeah, I saw this one as well. Yeah. yeah. Is this good? Yeah, it's the one about like uh, a tiny per a tiny little person. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I have seen, no, seen okay. it. I have not. But yeah, this means that I get something that you can't get. Well, it's called a VPN, so... I, yeah, things. I could do it, if I, but I've, I don't know if I really want to... I don't know if it's even, like... My guess is they're probably available somewhere, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. it's not really that big of a deal. No. And I've already True. seen all of them, so uh, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah, but uh, this is good for Netflix, I think. It's a good oh, yeah, movie, for sure. so... Yeah, people good will watch them over Netflix. and over again as well. So, true. Talking about Netflix, I saw Netflix this movie. <laughs> and Netflix this movie. <laughs> I saw a Netflix movie this week. Was 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 I? I can't talk. You talk. You talk a little. Okay. Have you seen a movie? I saw a Netflix movie. Well, is it a Netflix movie? I saw a movie on Netflix. Uh, Two Popes. <clears throat> Good. Uh, it's a movie about two popes. Uh, mm -hmm. What's a good... I mean, it's about the one pope who got in all the trouble, and then the other pope that came in to take over uh, after he resigned. Is it called resigning from being the pope? I'm not, I don't even really know. But it's got Anthony Hopkins, and who else in it? Uh... Why, uh, why can I not remember the other dude's name? Uh, very good actor is his name. Right. Uh, I can't. I, I. You got me right now. But I mean, the movie itself right. is really well put together. Really good stuff. It uh, is. The acting is. Oh, Jonathan Price. There we go. I found it. Uh, it's really good acting. Really well shot. Uh, I mean, the scenery is amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, it's. Vatican City or whatever, so it's all just very elaborate and uh, intricate, no matter what. Um, and, and it's funny at times. It's very like it's, oh yeah, it's la laugh out funny sometimes. And I I think Anthony Hopkins is very like fun funny in this movie, and it's very like strange because it's also very like topical. It doesn't like discourage from the like pedophile thing. But I did feel like it was trying to make the Pope, uh, uh, I don't know, it was trying to take away from, not take away from that, but kind of make the Catholic Church look good, even though that stuff had happened, right? So they they talk a little, like, they talk about the uh, sexual molestations in it, but in the end, they show, they're trying to show the Church and the Pope in a positive light. It in a way, right. this movie was kind of Catholic propaganda to make the church and the Pope look good. Does it mean mm. it's a bad movie? No, it's still a pretty good movie. Mm. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, what do you, do you give this? Uh, I give it an eight. I mean, I yeah. I liked it. It, it. You can't take away from the acting and and the directing and the cinematography. So I can't take anything away from that. It's just. Especially after everything that's happened recently with the Catholic Church, it's very clear that this was kind of a PR move. I wouldn't be surprised if they're involved in some way. Uh, definitely not. 
No, I find it funny that we are seeing, seeing the same movie. Oh, is that what you saw as well? But, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but I, I've uh, also seen something else this week. Have you seen anything else? No, that was all the movies I saw. Okay, I saw one more movie. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, don't really know what to say about this. Uh, the annual horror. Have you ever heard about this? The original. The what? The Amity horror. The Amuville. Amuville horror. I, I'm not sure. A M A M T. I-V-L-L-E. Amateurville. Amateurville horror. Amateurville okay. horror? Okay. It sounds anyway, familiar. It's a, it's, a, it's a film from 2005. It's a horror movie. It's gotten 22% on <laughs> Tomatoes. Uh, whooping 33% on uh, Metacritics and 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it's terrible. It's uh, one of those, uh, oh, we have a haunted house uh, horror movies that you uh, hear about every fucking time. It is atrociously bad. It is, uh, it lacks everything. It's very, like, it's trying to be the shining and it's trying to be very like shocker, and it's uh, very trying to be a jump scare movie. And uh, Ryan Reynolds in it, is in it okay. uh, with Melissa M- M- Melissa Court and Chloe Grace Moretz. And I was like, when I look at this like list of people, this should be a, a much much better movie. But it is terrible. So I watched that. Then I watched the original <laughs> from 1979 because I wanted to, like, oh, okay, maybe this is good. That I've it seen. Is so... And I'm pretty sure I saw the second okay. one. I know I've seen the first okay. one, the 1979 version, right. And then the 1979 version. It's not that fucking much better. It's not. It's not better at all. There's James Brolin and Margaret Kidder in it, and then it's 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 not that good. It's well, it's the like, ending like, is the ending is what ruins both of those movies because the ending is super anticlimactic. Right. I mean, it's interesting yes. ending, but it's just like the, it ends and then it's like it's over. You don't really get right. like a big. There's no big bang at the end, I guess. Yeah, so I saw bo- both of those movies. I don't re- recommend any of them. Either the 79 version or the 2003 version. All right, speaking of a movie that's too. been made over and over and over again, let's watch the trailer for Doolittle. <laughs> I see trees of green. Okay. I love that song, by the way. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh. This is totally not related to this movie at all, but I just saw those birds flying. 
Yesterday, there was the biggest murder of crows flew over when I was working in the garden. It was like two mi Ooh. solid minutes of crows flying over my head. It was crazy. Oh. Uh, no dot. Oh, there's some dialogue. Okay. What is that voice? I don't remember there being like battles, ship battles in Doctor Doolittle, but apparently this one has that. Don't you remember Eddie Murphy <laughs> on the ship? What? I don't remember which Doolittle I watched when I was a kid, but it definitely was like a 60s or 70s version. Yeah, it's the one that Jeremy talks about. Right, okay. The original. The original is fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, I remember really enjoying it when I was younger. I think I had it like on... Uh, like a VHS. Yeah, but a VHS somebody had taped off of like HBO or Showtime. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like a legit VHS. It was like somebody had taped it for me oh. on TV. There's a lot of people I don't know in this movie. Yeah, I mean it's pa it's oh. packed. Uh, right, Doolittle. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Dr. John Doolittle lives in solitude behind the walls of his lush manor in 19th century England. His only companionship comes from an array of exotic animals that he speaks to on a daily basis. But when young Queen Victoria becomes gravely ill, the eccentric doctor and his furry friends embark on an epic adventure to a mythical island to find the cure. 17% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 27% on Metacritic, 87% of Google users liked it, though. Directed by Stephen Gaughan. Do you got any reviews for this movie, Phil? I do, because I went to our favorite page in the world, Common Sense Media, where they now uh, want user reviews. Um... You want the kid first, a ten-year-old kid uh, that gave it four star. Uh, parents need to know that Dr. Doolittle is a great family show. However, there are some violent scenes and scary moments. If your child is afraid of violence or, or animals, <laughs> this is not the show for you. Great show, though. In my opinion, a family classic. What is the difference between a show and a movie? Uh, okay. Uh, then I found uh, some parents, some adults, uh, reviewing it. Okay. Uh, great, fun, and uh, beautiful. It was a fun movie with a strange sense of humor that really worked. My daughter and I laughed a lot. It had a pure love of animals and it was a joy for... Uh, uh, to watch uh, R R G R D J being awesome on screen, give it four stars. So I only have positive reviews on Common Sense Media, where you of course go and watch everything they say. Uh, I went to the Facebook. Um, 
Grandma and Papa took our Zoe to see Doctor Doolittle movie today. I've only been a few to a few movies where the audience clapped afterwards, and this was one of them. Two thumbs up. That was some Scott E. Duncan. Uh, I'm glad Grandma and Pop Pop uh, took Zo- took our Zoe. So it's all of our Zoes, okay? Uh, Ray Gilt says this is the single worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> Dina. Benjamin says, I'm 59, and I like a good family movie every now and again. This was really good. It took me back to my childhood uh, and makes and make-believe days. Right, okay. And then mm-hmm. Mel Baker says, If we were all born with the ability to connect to the spirit world, it would make perfect sense that we should all be able to communicate <laughs> with our animal friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, of course it makes perfect sense if we can connect to the spirit world, we should be able to talk to animals. Duh, Fro. Also coming out <laughs> this week is a small independent movie called Bad Boys for Life that did definitely not do good in the cinemas. All the school cops, uh, Michael Livery and Marcus Burnett, team out to take down the vicious leader of the Miami drug cartel. Newly created elite team, Ammo, and the new uh, of the Miami Police Department, along with Mike and Marcus, go against the rustless Armedo Armas. This has, of course, Will Smith, Vanessa Hudgens, Ludwig, uh, Charles. Melton, uh, what is this? That that other guy that I don't remember that is in the uh, Mike Lawrence. Uh, this has a seven point four out of ten on IMDb, a seventy six on Rotten Tomatoes, and ninety four percent of Google users liked it. Okay, uh, let's see what how much Bad Boys for Life made. It made. $62.5 million, so it did pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weekend. Uh, let's make sure. Yeah, that's just the weekend. Uh, and then Doolittle in the opening weekend. Uh, <laughs> $21.8 million. Yeah, not that good. I mean, and it has I, the budget. I wouldn't sneeze at $21.8 million, but... Yeah, but the budget of Doolittle is kind of... Uh... It's $175 million, so yeah, it didn't, <laughs> yeah. Really, it didn't get close to even half Ooh. of making his money back. Ooh. So, was that your two... Are the rest of the movies mine? I believe so. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five. One, two... Three, four, five, six. Yes, the rest of the movies yeah. yeah, so Bad, uh, Bad Boys for Life is your winner of Good, your 62.5. Right? So, yeah, you need something yeah. to beat I'd 62.5. Be and I don't know, The Gentleman, it looks like, is going to get a huge hype. Uh, yeah. Gretel and Hansel, I'm not really sure, is going to do all that well. But I think The Gentleman is uh, probably your big one. Uh, we'll see if it actually yeah. beats me, though. We will see. Probably not. I don't think so. Uh, probably not. I would very, very much surprise me. Hey, uh, 
Do you like books? Why don't you like books? You should like books. We all like books. Books are great for your ear and for your mouth and for your nose and everything. Scotchaudibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Uh, do you want to get a recommendation from the man that uses all, all his money on 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 uh, audible.com? Uh, yes, you want uh, audible recommendation. The future of uh, another timeline. Uh, the future of another timeline. This is one of the best time travel books I have ever read. Okay. Uh, it is incredible uh, uh, by Annalie Newitt uh, narrated by Laura Nicole it is 11 hours and 30 minutes I really really recommend it I would give the book uh, 9 out of 10 it is really up my alley and it's a very strong like feminist science fiction book with time travel in it so if you like time travel if you like strong feminists uh, if you like good reading of books i recommend the future of another timeline and you can get that free on another audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen hey luke i do another show as well if you don't want if you want more fro and who doesn't want more fro you can check out that wrestling show with me and Bill, where we discuss all weeks of uh, professional wrestling. This week we will preview NXT World Collide. That is a Saturday yes. and Sunday, the Royal uh, Rumble. 2020 Royal Rumble, yeah. Yeah. So, listen to that. Yeah, I'm interested to see who you think is going to win and who Bill thinks is going to win the Rumble. I, there's a couple choices, but I think it's to me it's between like two or three people. It's not as some years it's like I don't know who's going to win. I think I have it narrowed down to maybe two or three people this year. Uh, I think it's number one that comes out. I think it's number one that comes out, and if you don't know who that is, right. it's Brock Lesnar. That's in, in, in one of my three, but I'm interested to see what you guys think, so. Yeah. Uh, anything on the, the flippity flip that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Anything you've seen on YouTube or anything? So much YouTube drama. Uh, Onision <laughs> this week. Yes. Uh, wow. Woo! Everything just went wow. totally crazy. It was like one story after another after another about Onision. Yep. And ending up, like, yesterday, uh, there was a police report that came out about how he dro accidentally dropped a kid out of a second-story window. Uh, His own daughter. His own daughter. Oh, is that... I, 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 I didn't know if... I, right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that whole drama on YouTube has been crazy. And then, did you see the Jay Aubrey thing from a couple days ago about Leah Marie Johnson? Yes, I did. Yes. That is a crazy story. Holy crap. Like, yeah. this l girl, lady, young woman, is a 
been a social media influencer for like her whole life since she was a little kid her parents had her uh, online doing videos and stuff and now it's seeming like maybe she's being manipulated by her manager or something like that there there's a lot of conspiracy theories behind it the videos of her are very very weird and creepy uh yeah everybody go check that out uh, anything you got yeah, I got this uh, fantastic new trailer uh, that I uh, want us to, to watch, Luke, because there there's a new Netflix thing called uh, coming out called Miss Americana. Have you heard about this, Luke? No, I, I'm I, uh, I don't think so. But uh, let, <laughs> let me see. Mm-hmm. Let's see who it's uh, about, Luke. Uh, are you ready to play the trailer? Okay, go and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Just gonna go have fun. Hey, Taylor Swift. That I know of in the okay. Definitely hates me. Not get dead face. Ready to do this? Ready? <laughs> totally ready. <laughs> it's a mid director. Throughout my whole career, label executives okay. would just say. Girl doesn't force their opinions on people. A nice girl smiles and waves and says thank you. I became the person everyone wanted me to be. Okay. She's too skinny. Nobody physically saw me for a year. And that was what I thought they wanted. I have to deconstruct an entire belief system. Is this going to go in into her being <laughs> traveling around inside of suitcases by any chance? I hope so. It must, right? Yeah, I hope so. That has to be addressed. It was happiness without The funny thing is I couldn't name you a Taylor Swift song if I wanted to. <laughs> I, I I like if you played one for me, I'd be like, I don't know who that is. Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, I know who Taylor Swift is. I, I couldn't name a song off the top of my head, for sure. I am so freaking pumped for this, because I am such a Taylor Swift fan. I am so pumped for this. What? Oh, no. I know that you both hate, hate this, but... Well, I'm not gonna watch it, so it's... <laughs> not really an issue. <laughs> yeah, so select theaters and flick, so... No, select I'm, I'm, theaters? I'm what, definitely... Are they trying for an Oscar? What? Uh, how is this gonna get them an Oscar? Uh, I think they are... Uh, well, she... Uh, the director is an Emmy-winning director, so... Oh, okay. And also, so I think maybe it's it's mostly for that. Uh, other than that, uh, I saw <laughs> I saw the new uh, uh, Shane Blossom uh, video that was funny. Uh, I because didn't see that's it. his new name now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has changed his name now, and. Uh, he talks more about Jeffrey starting, uh, like, like it ends that story. So it will be interesting to see that. 
Uh, Honest Trailer came out with an Honest Trailer for Joker that I really, really, really liked. <laughs> Talking about all the problems that I had with, with the movie. Oh, good. So, okay. that, yeah, that was good. Anything you watched? Uh, Rogan had Jimmy Dore on. That was a good episode. Uh, yeah. And then the next day, though, he great. had Bill Maher on, which was, like, not... Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, this guy is so out of touch. Like, Bill Maher is maybe the most out-of-touch person in America, after listening to this podcast. Uh, oh, so... Go ahead and check out... Oh, there's one thing that happened. Uh, the FBI started a Twitter account. Did uh, Or oh. they've had a Twitter account. Did you see anything about this? Or No. Okay, they, no. they posted... <laughs> They posted, like, Happy Martin Luther King Day and, like, a little thing about... Because it was Martin Luther King Day uh, on Monday. And people just went off on them because uh, there was a trial where it was found that the FBI were behind uh, killing Martin Luther King. So it was, like, this so out-of-touch moment for for them to be promoting it on Twitter. And, you know, they were just attacked, which was very funny. Uh... Check out the stories. There's two stories I posted in the chat. Oh, I just want to say that UFC 246 I watched uh, just because I wanted to see uh, Conor McGregor coming back to the octagon. Did you see this fight? I I heard what happened. I mean, if I watched it, I wouldn't have been watching it very long, as I'm to understand it was like 30 seconds or something. No. He won super fast. Good for him. Super, super fast. Yes. I know Connor is like a, a controversial guy, right? But I like him, yeah. I think he just is himself, and I, I appreciate right. that, somebody just being themselves and, not, and being like, fuck what everybody else thinks about me. Uh, yeah, I heard, heard about this case from, uh, from uh, a new YouTube channel. Man requests sword fight with ex-wife and lawyer to settle legal dispute. <laughs> this happened like the day of last week's show, or the, oh, the day before last week's right. show. So I was like, I, we missed it, kind of. So I thought we'd mention it. Candace Man yeah. asked Iowa judge to let him engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife and her attorney in a trial by combat to l- settle their ongoing legal disputes. I thought that was a funny one. And then that. the other story I sent you. Yeah. Nintendo building a life-size video game theme park in Japan where visitors can compete against one another to visit familiar Super Mario locations. I had this idea like 10 years or 10 years ago I was talking about this. I was, I was like, you know what would be awesome is if they had a theme park where they had go-karts. In the world. But the yeah. go-karts were Super Mario where you could actually compete against each other uh, like you would uh, Mario Kart but with real go-karts. Right. I want that. Hopefully that'll be a thing here. I mean, it's going to be in Japan, so... I hope so. I'm not going to be able to go there anytime soon. And it's not even open yet, but... How awesome would it be to be able to play real-life Mario Kart with real go-karts? That'd be so fun. (laughs) Did you watch the Joe Rogan thing with Robert Downey Jr. as well? No, I I saw that he was on, but I didn't watch any of it, no. Yeah, no, I didn't like that. Some of the uh, that's the problem with Rogan. Like sometimes he has interesting people in there. I think Robert Downey Jr. is interesting, right? But uh, sometimes he doesn't bring the interesting things out of them. It is very, very, very weird. 
I think sometimes he, he wants to like... maintain a niceness to it, because there was another show he did this week with that lady, Barry Weiss, who was on his show previously and just got dragged, basically, for making a huge mistake about some word. She didn't know what the word meant, and she ended up using it. Uh, mm. He didn't bring up, or at least I didn't hear him bring that up about that whole situation. Uh, did you listen to that? Right. Or no? No. Oh, okay. No. It really wasn't all that interesting anyways. Most of it, she, she's just talking about uh, a lot of the, the problems with uh, anti-Semitism in New York right now. It, it was mostly what she was talking about in that episode. Mm. Yeah, and then I saw uh, the <laughs> Megan Kelly present a response to Bombshell, a full discussion that was actually very, very interesting, where she talks all about the movie Bombshell. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's 30 minutes into you with, with Megan Keller. It's very, very interesting. A full 30 minutes? Jeez, it. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I found it very interesting. I guess one thing we didn't talk anyway. about, just to wrap up, because uh, we didn't talk about the impeachment thing at all, but the impeachment's happening. Right. Done. We talked about oh, it. Oh, is it? Really? <laughs> really? Oh, I didn't know that. Like, not like it's on every fucking channel I watch. Uh, anyway, uh, next week we will talk about Messiah episode 4, because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, I will definitely give you the first review of Captain Picard. I will definitely tell you about that. Okay. Another digital review of Run. Uh, what is Run? Is it uh, the movie that uh, was after Walk? The follow-up to Walk. Uh, then we have uh, um, our main <laughs> topic of uh, next week. It's Dare or D-A-R-E. What is Dare, Luke? The Drug Abuse Resistance Education Program, uh, which I went mm -hmm. through when I was a kid. So I can tell you all about my experience with D.A.R.E. Uh, but it it was proven to be a completely failed experiment and program because it actually yep. encouraged kids to do drugs. But then they ended up bringing it back fairly recently. So we're going to talk about that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because we have been on their webpage and it's Awesome. <laughs> awesome. It is a good website. We haven't been there in a while, whole... but it'll be interesting to no. see what's changed also since the last time we went there. <laughs> uh, I went first uh, last week. What is three things we will definitely discuss next week? Uh, uh, I don't... I, I, I got nothing. Why don't you start? <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, Hillary will come out and say that she fully supports Warren. I think we will have Jeffrey Epstein updates. And I think we will finally find out that all you have listened to was written by an AI. Ooh. Okay, uh... Let's see, what's her name? Uh, Megan Megan Merkel. Is that her name? Merkel? Mm, yes. I always forget Marker. how to pronounce her yeah. last name. Uh, 
She's going to well, get picked. She was an actress before, but now that she's left the royal family, I think Disney Plus is going to pick up Meghan Merkel for a TV show. For all. that's a good guess. Okay, uh, yeah, that, that's a, it's a good guess. That Chinese disease that's been in the news. Uh, that's going <laughs> to yes. That's going to come over to America. That's like mm-hmm. in, well, at least one person or something like that. Uh, let's see what else. And and we'll find out that Iran is best friends with uh, Turkey. There you go. <laughs> Turkey the bird or the country? Both. <laughs> it can be either or. <laughs> right. <laughs> Iran come with a press brief like, we love Turkey. <laughs> We're huge fans. <laughs> Not we, didn't, Not- we didn't know. Not the country. We, we we thought it was we, we didn't know it was a bird. We <laughs> we were unaware of how delicious and uh, nutritious and low in fat this this bird was. <laughs> and now Iran's Iran's food of the country is turkey. <laughs> okay, from Norway. My name is from. <laughs> From the United States, his name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.